initiating startup sequence. Five, 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 You are now plugged in. Is that really fucking loud? I had to turn it down. Oh, well. But it often is. This is episode 223 of the Book of My Podcast. I am your Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, Minions. And, uh, Tim? Uh, also joining us today is Megan. You might remember her from an episode in the summer where we, uh, had fun on Hawthorne and had... I still crave those frosty drinks we had. They were fantastic. Um, today we're doing a special retrospective, saying goodbye to the year 2018, doing it in style with some tasty treats, um, many provided by Megan, so big thanks for that. So we're going to taste some Japanese whiskeys tonight. You're drinking my beer. I'm drinking your beer. You're drinking my Where, beer. Where's your beer? Oh, now it's my beer. I got more in my glass. Dang it. Fuck you. We switched glasses <laughs> somehow. We'll be uh, drinking a um, beer between our whiskeys. I picked a nice light blonde. It's called Naughty Blonde from, I think, Three Creeks. It's out of Sister's, Sister's Organ. Um, something that won't dull our palates like a big hoppy IPA. Mm. Um, so, like I said, we're going to try some Japanese whiskeys, which we've just recently got into, you and I. Like, yeah. Um, I think our journey into whiskeys is pretty recent in general. Um but Japanese whiskeys especially, and of course the hilarious incident where we bought each other the same, which we'll be tasting tonight actually, yeah. a little later. Um, so thanks to Megan's research, I'm going to give you a little history on the Japanese um, whiskey. And so historically, the world's best whiskeys are known to come from Scotland, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, and Ireland. However, the last couple of decades, the Australian island, Tasmania, and Japan have both been producing whiskey judge as the best in the world. This is new attention has created a sort shortage. Um, so, as the world's attention shifts to Japanese award-winning whiskey, the supply of whiskey is tightening, because twenty years prior, Japanese whiskey was at a decades-long low point in popularity. So distilleries didn't set enough aside in their aging warehouses. Um, now, twelve, seventeen, and twenty-year-old. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading the tiny type. <laughs> Um, basically they didn't make enough 20 years ago. Now it's popular and so it's become scarce. So they're, they're using, um, blends that aren't aged as long. So getting an aged Japanese whiskey is, is super rare, which is why we have a, a unique opportunity to taste something really cool tonight. Um, our first whiskey we're going to taste is the Sensei blended Japanese whiskey, which is 40% and bottles roughly $35. And that's what I got from Christmas actually from. Yeah. America. Merry Christmas. Hey. Those, those whiskey glasses over there. Yeah, I really liked them. I almost backed out on Kickstarter, and then I almost bought myself so one. So we're gonna talk um, <clears throat> as part of our retrospective. Totally, did it? yeah, I Kickstarter uh, this. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about um, in, in our normal Kick It segment. We talk about upcoming Kickstarters. This time, we're gonna talk about Kickstarters that we backed and in 2018. Received. Yes, or received. received in 2018. Yeah, often it's several years to come to fruition, and yeah. one of the things is the glasses that that you and Megan are drinking out of. Those are pretty fucking epic. So I think we need to taste some Sensei. Let's do it. Okay. Ice or no ice? Ice. Ice. I think we've decided we're all going ice. So this has both single malt and single grains, <laughs> and it is a blended. I think these are... are they they come in cubes of three, apparently. They're all stuck together? Yes. They're all stuck together. 
So these are the cubes that you made from um, the present that we yeah. gifted each other. It yep. came with a little silken mold. It did. For a little tiny square. Yep. Um, like a large dice size, I guess? Yeah, they're like large dice. Yeah, I failed to count you. for how tiny this text is on a phone. Thank you. I poured conservatively because I do want us to be able to taste the aged whiskeys when we get to them. Yes. yes. I, I'm all for <laughs> okay. small taste. We've got five of these to go through. Yeah. All right. So, cheers. 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 I can actually cheers you if you want. Zach can't. He's over there by himself. This one's like... You could just drink this like all day. This is so... It's super smooth and light yeah. and um yeah, this is what I blended. Is with... this the one that we tried on Festivus? Yeah. Night? Okay, I was gonna say this is and like super I, smooth. This is what I've been making the old fashions out of the oh, ice cubes. That good you... call. Yeah. It worked very well for that. Um it has a little bit cubes? of a sweet sweetness to it. Where do you get the ice cubes? Mm-hmm. They have their own website. Oh, okay. I'll have to get that from Tim. Yeah. So the I, I Megan got me all the good presents this year. Um, the ice <laughs> Fuck cubes, you, I got you an awesome poster. So this is a really tacky way to describe it, but it'll help you visualize it. Um, you know the barbecue packets you get to dip like... Um, yes, taco sauce packets. I got you from Yeah, the, they're deep plastic packets with a paper top that you oh, peel uh, off. Those are more like uh, Wendy's like barbecue packets. That's what they look like. That's not mm-hmm. what's inside of them. Are you so sure? there's a tray of them. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Because I've, I've had a couple now. Um <laughs> You freeze what's inside of them, and it's like a mixture of a blood orange, and there's some ginger and some other stuff, and it melts super fast. Like, it's a slushy ice. It's not, huh. not like a hard It doesn't ice. get, like, really hard? Not at all. Huh. So that was a really good one to blend with this one. So do you um, need an ice cube with it, then, if you want it, like, super cold? If you wanted cold? to, because the one that I got for Tim is for, specifically for an old-fashioned, so mm. they recommend a bourbon or a whiskey. Yeah. Um, they have other ones cool. that have, like, cucumber and... I can't remember what else, but that's more for a gin-based drink. So if you'd want it colder, yes, absolutely, you'd want more ice huh. in it. That's cool. So tasting notes we have here, um, we've already mentioned that it's sweet and smooth. Um, that's definitely part of what's here. It says it's got a subtle peat nose with a caramel and vanilla. Um, the palate uh, is caramel, honey, toasted oak, and light spice. I'm definitely picking up the caramel honey. Yeah. Um, and then the finish is a sweet and smooth. Yeah, yeah. Th- what to me is unusual about this from other Japanese whiskeys is you do get that little bit of peat. In it. Yeah, I was going to say so it definitely does have a little bit so of peat. It's so small that yeah. it's very approachable yeah, to someone like who's... it's not like a scotch. No. Like, no, it's not a scotch. <laughs> it's not a scotch. It's not that kind of peat. It's, it's no. a hint of peat. Yeah. All right, so let's it's talk like about... It's like peat just like put his toe in there, and that was it. God, you just ruined it. I was having my delicious tasty treat. Now Can I have toes. yours now? No, it's no. peaty toes. <laughs> peaty toes. <laughs> well, what you been up to this week, Zach? Um, well, okay, so we haven't done a podcast since Christmas, and you true. totally forgot to put Christmas on your list. Well, we talked about Christmas, kind of. Sort of. At Christmas. Okay, so we did Christmas, and then, uh, I'm gonna let you talk about Guy's Night. Okay. Um, and I watched a fuck ton of movies. Yeah, that's, you're just trying a to make fuck up. fuck ton of movies. So, if you've listened to our podcast, you know I don't that, watch movies. So, you're trying to make up for it all at the end of I the year? I literally watched probably as many movies this past two weeks, as you watch in all of 2018. Yeah. So I have a question. Fight me. Did you watch Black Mirror Bandersnatch on Netflix? 
No, what's it's that a one? choose your own adventure yeah. while it's you're going. Wait, is it like is it like a Telltale game that like it literally you just like pops up on the screen and like choose you what the fuck you yes want? Yes or no? Yeah. Do you want to yeah. do yes? Oh, it's you're, so you're gonna much have to fun. message me that one. I'm yeah, yeah. Gonna, okay. You've yeah. heard of Black Mirror, right? Mm-mm. It's like Twilight Zone, but involving technology. Ooh, that's cool. It's much darker too. It's dark. sweet. Yeah. So we watched every single Harry Potter movie. My wife's like really big in like movie marathons, like long ones. So we watched The Hunger Games as well. We watched all of The Hobbit. We watched all the Lord of the Rings. Wow. We saw Aquaman in theaters, which by far was my favorite movie so far. Okay. That movie is amazing. Everyone said it as a, except I think it was like the lasting line where he says, I am Aquaman or something. Yeah, that was dumb Everyone as hell. Everyone said it was dumb. That was stupid as hell. <laughs> like, I am Iron Man? Yeah. But... Yeah, kind of. Like, exactly. you've seen a movie uh, with his name in it and it's you don't like, know it's him. <laughs> it's like literally like during the opening credits, it's like the comic kind of, and it like shows him yeah, like but standing is it, there. Does he have his shirt off so no one's like paying nope. attention to what he says no, anyway? No, he's got the okay. Aquaman suit on. Okay. Um, we also watched Black That's Panther. Okay. And uh, That's on your list here. I, I just watched it last night. Jeez. And then we also watched... Are you feeling okay? Why are you watching all these movies? We also watched the Ellen DeGeneres comedy set that she did in Technically Seattle. not a movie, but okay. It's longer than a movie. but You said you liked it a lot. That was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really realize I was an Ellen DeGeneres fan, but she's funny as fuck. She has a lot of like funny lines. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I like that little twinkle in her eye when she delivers a good punchline. Yeah. And she like gets like super excited, and she can't dance, but she still dances. It's really funny. Um... So, and that was cool. And it was like, I think it was like filmed at Benny Royal Hall okay. in Seattle. So I was like, we've, we've been there. We have been there. And uh, yeah, so we watched Black Panther. Not impressed. I don't get why everybody liked it. I mean, it was like filmed okay. Cool action scenes. Because they had female warriors. I'm not going to lie. Those are probably my favorite part. Agreed. The rest of the movie was just like, but. I like the female I, warrior better than the actual Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would watch a movie about them. I can't remember what her real name is, but Lily, who plays Michonne, is mm-hmm. in this movie, and she does, she just kills it the whole time. And uh, I honestly think the end of Black Panther was probably my favorite part. Hmm. Like, where they're, like, coming into civilization, spoiler alerts, and uh, they're, like, setting up to, like... Gifting technology to yeah, the world. Gifting yeah, gifting technology to the world. Like, that seemed like a way more interesting storyline to me. Um... But the female warriors were badass in this movie. Um, but the rest of the movie, I just, whatever. Um, we celebrated New Year's. Um, I've been making a shitload of old fashions now that I got everything in my house. And now I have like an $80 like old fashioned set like in my Amazon shopping cart I might have to buy. So what would be in that? Yeah, what, glassware? What or? Yeah, so it comes with glassware. Let me pull it up really quick. Because, so I kind of just like pieced this thing together because I was like, oh, I want to do old fashions. So what are you doing for the orange part? So I actually have oranges. Right, but yeah. there's different ways you can do it. How, so are I was you, just are like, you muddling them? Are you um, squeezing them and lighting them on fire? Like, what are you doing with the orange? No, I'm just doing like the like the, the twist. twist. Yeah, okay. and then the twist. on the rim. Yeah. yeah, and then on the rim. Um, so this one comes with a mixing glass, which I saw on a couple of the videos. It's just like a regular glass you can pour your shot into and have like the ice in there, and then pour it out into the other glass. Um, another one is a 11 piece Boston cocktail shaker bar set, which is I don't need everything in it. But I priced everything else out that I do need it individually, and it's about the same fucking price as this one. Okay. So it comes with all the other stuff. It comes with like the uh, oh, actually right here it says uh, two liquid pourers. Woo. Uh, so back to how you're making your old fashions yeah. currently. What kind of bitters are you using? Um, I can't remember which ones. Oh, but you can play with are. bitters a lot. Yeah. So there was it's the top rated one that Wine and More sells right now. Okay. And I can't remember what. Fee Brothers. I, we have it downstairs. I can have you look at it. Okay. Yeah. Can't remember which one it was, but they. The whiskey guy there was like, this is the one you want. So, 
um, doing that. And then it comes with like a bunch of other crap, like spoons and mother that's not wooden. Um, you want a wooden muddler. The the plastic ones that are metal are crap. Oh really? I have a wooden yeah. one right now, so I'm just worried that like it might like start soaking in the flavor. Mm, no, no, they don't. You just dry them off after you're done. Oh well, then um, I guess I might not need all that then. That's a lot of stuff. That's there. actually a lot of stuff for the price. Um, Especially if all you're wanting to do is <laughs> old fashions. Well, there's some other. If, if you want like a, if you want some other stuff, I would say William Sonoma has. A really good low kind of like brand it's not the high-end brand. yeah um where i got an actual cocktail glass and stirring spoon for like 20 bucks oh shit um yeah, you might so, have to send it that, over to me. so there they there's some other good stuff out there that's okay. not on amazon yeah so we'll have to talk about that after the show because i would definitely like to get that and just get more stuff on hand um and then i'd also like to get like a you know those like big fat ice cubes oh yeah, like, yeah yeah i want to get like a i have like a big ball one that makes just like you know decent sized ball ones but i want to get a big square one so there have been several kickstarters about ice cubes so we should watch those <laughs> yeah um what else have i been up to this week i'm on amazon still apparently um we also got a fondue pot for christmas so uh, i made fondue for the first yay. time and it was delicious I made that on new year's eve so do you start with a cheese or did you like kind of add beer to a cheese or how did so i added a chardonnay Okay. And I did two pounds, or no, two cups of uh, Colby and two cups of Swiss and then a quarter of a cup of cheddar. My wife loves fondue. I'm just saying if you ever want to have us over. I, uh, I will. I'm, when I get Hint. better at it. Hint. Yeah. All right. yeah, well, yeah. You guys could have came over on New Year's Eve, but you guys are like running home from the bar and I'll let you explain that one. But uh, Okay. <clears throat> so, I was going to tell that story, but I guess I am now. Yep. Yeah, now you are. Um. Then our other thing that we made on New Year's Eve was uh, Instapot Costco ribs. So we used our Instapot for the first time. So were they tender? Instapot mm. ribs can be really tricky. You can make them yeah. rubber. They weren't They weren't rubber. They weren't fall off the bone, but they were, like, decent. Like, they were good. So for how quick, it, how quick it made it, it mm-hmm. was good. But it was our very first time using Instapot as well. Um, and then I got new Hue lights. So I need to figure out where the hell I'm going to put them all. I want to put them in here, but they're not colored, so I don't really want to put them in here. So you're, they're all white? Yeah. So, so are, is your whole house going to be hue at some point? Yes. Well, that then is the goal. You'll need all those white ones. Yes, then. I will. That is the goal. Cool. Um, yeah, so that is what I did this week. What about you? Well, we also had New Year's Eve. Shocking, right? Oh, wow. Really? Yes. That's cool. So my daughter wanted to have some friends over, and we said yes, um, but... It was like uh, three or four, and my wife and I were like, you know, we haven't really had much time together this whole holiday season, Christmas, everything. Let's go grab a drink at the... Um, the Amazing Tap Room place right next to your house. It's Yeah, it's literally stumbling distance all that we drove. Yeah. So we're having a couple drinks, and... Um, it's bouncing distance in your car. Yeah. So Close we one have, eye and follow the white line. We have, <laughs> we have one beer and one cider. They have a beer right there right now that I really like a lot. I could pull it up on top, but I forget. It's basically an Imperial Stout Agent of Bourbon Barrel, which is kind of like my new favorite thing. Is it the Russian one mm-hmm. that you had when we were there? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's really good. And she had her favorite cider, which is uh, a... Um, Don't drawing... get this wrong. Well, I'm drawing a blank now. It's um, it's lemon and rosemary, lemon and basil, you said. Something like that. It's got a lot of botanical flavors huh. to it. Hmm. Like, I'd know it if I saw it on the list. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're having a good conversation. 
We enjoyed our first drinks. We decided to get another one. And by this time, it's like 5.30. So we get about third into our second drink. And we get a frantic text from our daughter. Um, one of the dads that's dropping off one of the girls that's spending the night wants to meet us. And we're at home. <laughs> like, And she's like, I can't really tell tell them where you guys are at right now. I'll say, say we're at Safeway. <laughs> so we abandoned our drinks, which is like a cardinal sin. And ran off. Well, we had to pay. I should sever one of your fingers like mine. I, know. I don't know. I don't, can't believe we're You're drinking a, with him tonight. I know, right? I'm admitting yeah. this on a public forum. Yeah. I literally, because, well, I guess, I don't know. I would have just been like, taking him to the bar drum. We'll be back in 15. Can you please watch this? I got to go home and take my daughter. Exactly. Yeah. We should have done that in retrospect. Yeah, you really, I even messaged it to you. I, know. I think it was too late at that point, but. Yeah, we should have just put the coasters on top of them or whatever. Yeah. Smoke break. We'll be back in 15. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we could have been. I'm like, it's literally that close to our yeah. house. But anyway, we rushed home, talked to the dad, and he was nice and everything. I actually, my very first response was, invite him to the bar. Yeah, no, that's not <laughs> how you get someone to leave their daughter with you overnight. Um, So they had a fun time watching movies all night. Like, they were up all night. One of them brought some um, fireworks. We lit those off. Nice. Um, what time did you lit the, light those off at, Tim? Like 10. Cheryl got totally sleepy. Yeah. Um. Well, I heard somebody else took a nap earlier on in the I day. did. Yeah, I get a I get a message and I was like, "Is Tim sleeping?" I took a nap and it was wonderful. Oh, they turned the fireplace on. And they also uh, changed the clock. I also heard, yeah, they changed the clock. Yeah, my on son here. thought it'd be really funny to change the clock so that I thought I missed New Year's Eve. So did it freak you out for a second? I have a watch on. Oh, that's true. Good point. <laughs> so he was really mm. bummed. Like, so he, he didn't hack your phone. He put, to a, he the put clock a down. He put a down blanket on me to make me sleep longer. And then he changed the that kid is pure the microwave. Evil. He's my son. He changed the microwave. He changed the oven. Like every clock in the room. And he thought about my watch, but he didn't know how to do it without waking me up. Like mm. he knows how to get into my watch. He's changed. Can you change his time on your watch though. I think I don't you think can. You can. I think you have to do it with your phone, and it syncs with your phone, right? Um, possibly. He there's mm. probably a way if you disconnect if you, you turn off Bluetooth on the, the watch. They probably unlocked so like a time setting, yeah. But anyway, he didn't do that. And he thought about it though. He just like thought it was too complicated as yeah. it is. Yeah. So he was bummed. I should have pretended that I was freaked out. What a dick! I, I you fucking ruined your son's fun. Yeah. Anyway, I woke up. So I, I finally got my drone to work. My Levitop drone, which we'll be talking about again in our Kickstarter segment. Is that the one that follows you? Yeah, we'll talk about we'll it. Talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm real glad I backed this one. So every other year, like tons of people light fireworks in yeah. our neighborhood. Yeah. And there was some, but none of them were close enough. Because I put my drone up. I wanted to record them. And none of them were close enough to really catch anything. Mm. So those Saturn missiles that the one girl brought, I did light them underneath the drone. And it looks like it's like footage. I'm from... surprised you didn't hit your drone on accident. Did you see how I was bobbing and weaving? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, it was like an Afghanistan drone. It was like in the war zone. <laughs> It was like yes. That was Tim driving home from the bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bobbing and weaving. There's a car! Why is he always going for us? So that was New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, we celebrated um, my wife's birthday. It's actually today is her birthday. Yay! But we're both we're work- podcasting on your wife's birthday. We're both working. And she had- we still our best friend. <laughs> I did ask. I did ask. <laughs> She's having fun with her work friends. Um, but we celebrated yesterday. So we went with breakfast with her parents. Um, to <laughs> maybe I shouldn't get into that. We yes, a, yes, you should. No, Where'd we, you go? We had a nice. Where did you go? Hawkinson we Cafe. Hawkinson Cafe. Did you really? We did. Um, it was great food. 
I had a good time. Um, after that, That's we went. That's not convincing as hell. Yeah, I don't believe you. No. Let's just say that the food was man. No, no, the food. The company was man. No, the food was fine. <laughs> the pancakes are huge. Oh. Um, like I haven't huge. been to Hawkinson Cafe in years. I wish I got in the pancakes because I got the waffle and it was not. It was kind of tough. Hmm. Like, like overcooked. Uh, I think just the moisture, like the Dilly. water. Yeah, it wasn't the dough mixture wasn't right. Mm. It was fine. It was just not good. The pancakes were good. Anyway, we went and saw a movie, um, Escape from Marwin, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't remember the artist's name, but it's a story, a true story. Although I'm sure that the movie had a lot of creative license, there's a documentary um, available about the same guy if you want a more accurate representation. But anyway, he was a comic artist, I believe. He was an artist for sure. Um, did a lot of war like illustrations and one night he was at a bar and he'd been drinking a little bit and a bunch of guys like confronted him i'm not sure what started it um they called him queer and he he kind of blew him off and left the bar and they followed him and beat him with an inch of his life so he went into physical therapy just to be able to walk again um he lost all of his memory from like 30 years he lost the ability to draw. Um, he had like micro hand tremors and just couldn't draw anymore. This is this is the real part of it. All of this is yeah, true. Yeah, that, is, that part um, of it's true. So to cope with his post traumatic stress disorder, um, he started making like dioramas with dolls of like World War Two, hmm. and he had this character Hoagie that was a lot like him. And um, the, the character Hoagie would wear women's shoes sometimes, which is something that he would do. Um, he explained it in the movie probably better than I will in this very moment. But basically, he collects women's shoes because he feels that that's like their essence or their power. And sometimes when he's stressed, he would wear them to, to kinda, have their power, kind of tap into that power. Okay. And that's part of why those men beat him. Because he was wearing women's shoes at the time? He wasn't, but he talked about it, I think. Okay. Um. So anyway, the character, this doll, Hoagie, would also sometimes do that. And he, this character, Hoagie, would be fighting Nazis all the time and be surrounded by cool. by these badass women with machine guns who happened to look a lot like women in his real life. Hmm. Um, which some women were cool with, some were a little more awkward about. Um, so he became... He, was, he lived a quiet life making these dioramas and photographing them. And someone discovered him and, like... The photographs are actually really amazing, like the composition and just the stories he was telling with all of these dolls. Like he'd have a progression in his stories, almost like stop motion animation. Yeah. Like you know, the scene would yeah, change, yeah. and uh, so yeah, the Nazis, you know, were kind of a representation of like the the suffering that he went through, and you know, all these female characters around him were kind of like his. Boot- this movie, you're describing it a lot better than what the trailers did for me. Okay. Like, this sounds a hell of a lot more interesting so, than what I saw in the trailer. In the movie, sometimes there'll be like these fantasy segments where it totally goes into like... like the dolls are real and the stuff. The dolls are like yeah. going around kicking ass. that's kind of what I was like, what the fuck and it's is like an, this And it's movie? like an action movie and like there's lots of Nazis getting killed, so I'm totally on board. So it's like the story well told yeah. throughout the whole thing? It's very like clear. it makes sense yes, why things are Yes, it's very clear what the line between reality and unreality because it's when it's in unreality... Like, everyone's face is all plasticky and they look like dolls. 
But even Unreality has a storyline to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, the continuing storyline, but it's affected by the real world. Yeah. Like, like this uh, beautiful woman moves in across the street and she yeah. becomes a character. She char- becomes a character, yeah. Absolutely. He actually falls in love with her and, huh. well, I don't want to spoil everything. Um, but it was really cool. And there's an arc, too, because the where the movie's set is when um, the sentencing is happening for these five men who attacked him. And he is so, you know... Yeah, he's traumatized. He's traumatized. He doesn't even want to go to the trial. Yeah. But that would make a big... Not trial, but the sentencing. Yeah. And so it's a lot of him getting up the courage to go in public and say, yeah. you know, what happened to him and how this has affected his life. And he draws strength from these different areas. Not just the dolls in the fantasy life, though, but the people around him are actually really cool and supportive. And I thought it was stepping back even further, like a Hawkeye perspective of the movie. I thought it was a really cool... Um, picture of like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. because the woman across the street also has an abusive ex-boyfriend mm. in addition to those men that beat him and you see this you know kind of broken vulnerable man and how he's dealing with it and being in touch with his emotions contrasted with these other men and that was cool for me yeah Um. so it was a really good story it's not doing well at the box office at all it's losing money I mean I never would have saw it before I, that's what my parents said. It's not doing well, but that Steve Carell did an amazing job he did. In, in lead role. Yeah, he did, so. yeah. Is that Steve Carell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. It's do... usually a knock for things against for me. He he acts well because Carole he fan. usually really? does like this bravado mm-hmm. and this like. He's he... moved more towards drama though in the past. I know, few but films. he's usually kind of cocky, yeah, and he turns in a, a pretty vulnerable emotional hmm. performance. So well, I, I'll I, have to watch it when fair. it comes out to Google Play. There's at least Nazis getting killed, so yeah. It definitely like in the in the trailers, I was definitely turned off. Like, what the hell is going on? It's like real it's life. It's a hard movie it's to like, market. Yeah, it, it was. I don't know how you could market it better, but like maybe just cut that episode of this podcast and just there you go over top. And I don't know, like it just didn't catch my eye whatsoever. I just thought oh, it looks like a really crappy movie, but then I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was based on real life either. My son is kind of like you. He he falls asleep during movies. He does not watch movies. He mm-hmm. likes shorter entertainment like TV shows and YouTube. Yeah. He was engaged for the whole movie, which mm. I thought was really interesting. Yeah, this is the first movie he's actually like paid attention to. Yeah, and he liked it, and ah, cool. actually talked about it. I'll have to check it out. So, uh, yeah, it's Escape from Marwin. Cool. So, um, moving on from New Year's and New Year's Eve, um, or this is actually back in time, isn't it? Friday. Yeah. The guys back night. Back in time. You've been trying to go to get me to go to your guys' night for months. Two years. Yeah, and I was talking about social anxiety over here. I don't like yeah. I don't like crowds. Yeah. I don't you see me at that. Used to guys we, night if it's a crowd. Oh, we used to have a lot. It used to be like between like 13 to like 20 of us. He doesn't mm. know why I actually came over. He's okay. like just me and Tony. I'm like I can do that. Yeah. No, I knew exactly why. I, I like so first off, we're on well, I'm not going to talk about that. Anyways, Tim gifted something to Tony and uh so then I was like, "Hey, Tony wants to give you a beer. Thank you." You should come over. And he's like, well, uh, I was like, there's only two of us. And Tim's like, what's the address? I caught some flack from the <laughs> wife, by the way. She's like, you were just over at Zach's on Wednesday. I'm like, well, technically, I'm not going to Zach's. <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to convince him to come for like two years. And, that was a good time. Uh, it was. It was fun. We played uh, Arena of Valor, which is like a MOBA. That's another first for me. I've yeah. never played a MOBA style game. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It. We all sucked at it, yeah, but it was sucked. it was fun. So, I like how short it was. Yeah. The rounds were short. Super short. And we played the bots after you left a few more times. Mm-hmm. 
And those bots are fucking like ridiculous. I felt like we got better every time. I felt like we did too, but the bots are like Tony and I still played like three more rounds of it and just sucked. So we like jumped into a real game for my last game of the night and just destroyed. Nice. So I don't know if we got like really crappy people that round or if the bots are just really freaking hard, but there's no way to change the level of the bots. Weird. Yeah. I played a few other games. I did some 1v1s um, that night after I got home, and I won, so that was fun. I don't know. It's uh, more approachable than, like, Dota or League of Legends to me. Well, our next segment is talking about games we've been playing. Mm, but, but before we, we do that... But wait. What? What did Megan do for the new year? I don't know if she wanted to jump in or not. I, oh, I can. I'm more than happy to, but shall we go to our next whiskey? We should. We could. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay, so if you'll hand me the one that's in the bubble wrap in the bag... The bubble wrap. Or you can just hand me the entire bag. Yeah, Tim. Hand her the bag. Is that your bag? That's yeah. a big bag. Big bag of whiskey. Well, there's only three bottles. Yeah, I see. What's in the white thingy? Oh, it just was a pad to oh. keep everything from clanking around. Nice. Because I don't want broken bottles of whiskey. Because that would be sad. It would be very I would depressing. cry. I would have to pull over and cry. Yeah. All right. So, the next one we're going to do is a Nika coffee grain whiskey. And mm, coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee. It's ah, damn it. C-O-F-F-E-Y. Oh. Do you want to hand me a glass, too? Yes. Please, boys, glasses. While you're doing that, I'll pull up the tasting notes again. Maybe. 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 Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Timmy spelled coffee wrong. I don't care. I do. You spelled it wrong. Nika, um, as I'm talking with my shoulder. Nika is one of the oldest Japanese distilleries in, in Japan, and it's it's Centauri's primary competitor. Huh. Is so, it family owned? Do you know? I, be- I believe it still is. I'm not 100% sure, though. Hmm. This is produced mainly from corn using two coffee stills, and that's C-O-F-F-E-Y yeah. stills at the Miyagikyo distillery, which were imported from Scotland, Japan in 18, or, sorry, 1963. Uh, it's a larger release, single-grain whiskey. There's more widely available. This is a 45% alcohol and bottles around $65. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. So this one's more readily available. Again, this is the newer, the distilleries, some of the old ones, some of the new ones coming out and trying to make Japanese whiskey more readily available mm-hmm. um, since there's a, the shortage with the aged whiskey. So this is not an aged whiskey. It doesn't um, have a, a guarantee for an, uh, an age. So mm. but take a well, sip. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. Take a sniff first before mm-hmm. you. So is the nose that I wrote correct? I think so. Uh, vanilla with herbal notes. I'm mm-hmm. definitely picking up vanilla. Yeah, definitely vanilla. Even the taste is very vanilla and very scotch. Yeah. So. Oh, did taste. you write these notes? Mm-hmm. Uh, she did all this research. The part that I butchered the, in the beginning because I couldn't read it was too small. <laughs> um. So the, the palate. If I could read the right one. Sweet, fruity melon, citrus, mango balanced by crunchy biscuit and fresh vanilla. This has um, definitely got more of a kick to it. A hint of, yes, this yeah. is uh, it's about 3% high grade mm. ABV. And then the finish, the corn notes remain sweet and vibrant on the finish. So to me, that crunchy biscuit's kind of like a toasted, like if you ate a toasted cookie, but it's not too sweet. It's kind of what I get, that biscuity. Yeah. Thing. 
Yeah, if you kind of, um, mm-hmm. I pick up on that if I keep it in my mouth and kind of chew on it for a second. Yes, please chew on it, Tim. I know. It's great audio, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. while, while you chew on the whiskey, I'll tell you guys what I did for New Year's Eve. Okay. Yes. Well, it's not really New Year's Eve, just from Christmas, Christmas to New Year's yeah. Eve. Um, I took a flight across the pond and went to London to visit a friend. Nice. And I had been there a couple of years ago for New Year's Eve and got to see Big Ben Light chime up. in the new year um, with the fireworks off the London Eye. And it was a bucket list thing. Yeah. Um, this year, it was a little bit more relaxed. I went back to see the same friend. She lives over there. And I said, basically, all permanently lives over there. Permanently nice. lives over there. She's a full on expat. Okay. Um, I said this time I just wanted to, to kind of wander around, mm-hmm. food, drinks, see things that I didn't see before. Yeah, yeah. low key. Yeah. Like, not really super touristy, but touristy kind of to a T. Um, a little bit. Some more local stuff. Yeah, more like... She lives in the Forest Gate area, which is about 30 minutes outside of the city center of London. Okay. So it's East London. Um, But we ended up going to Kew Gardens first, which is just amazing. It's like um, a rural garden sort of thing, or... It is, it's a royal garden that they have put a, acres and acres of land aside and they have um, greenhouses. Some of them have warmer climate plants. Some of them, it's the only place in the world you can find plants in these greenhouses. So there's, they have some really rare plants. They have sculptures. They have... Is this all free to the public? Or Oh, no, gosh, no, it's not free. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're a member. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, it's about... And even then, it's technically not free because you paid for the membership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if it was like something like, you know, like the Rose Gardens or something like that where you can just no, walk into no. it. No, no. And they have hours that people can visit. Right now, okay. they have their light shows going, but that's been sold out for months for the Christmas lights. They have, you know, the trees and the plants and stuff all decorated. And oh, it cool. looks like it'd be very beautiful. Yeah. But we wandered around there for a couple of hours. Um, had a cup of tea and then went back. Um, the next day we kind of went down to downtown, down to Regent Street, went to a place called Bob Bob Rickard, which is very posh. I'm use some British terms here because I learned a lot of them. <laughs> um, but what I loved about it most is that they actually have a button at the table where when you run out of the, your champagne you're drinking, you press the button and they bring you more champagne. And How much does that cost? I won't tell you that. It was an yeah. expensive lunch. No and I had joke. the best lobster mac and cheese I've had in my life. Wow. Mm. I would go back for that alone. It nice. was it was delicious. Nice. Yeah. So we wandered around. Lobster mac and cheese. Was, oh, man. Yeah, Sounds it was delicious. amazing. It was and so good. And a button for champagne. Yeah. And a button for champagne. Like, I could <laughs> Yeah. Literally just holding the button down, just like, just keep fucking bringing them. <laughs> well, that's. I really did try to break it. I didn't succeed. Aww. <laughs> It's like the easy button of Staples. Yeah, exactly. But, but better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if it was actually better. really easy. Yeah. Paper clips, champagne. I think I'm going to go with the champagne. No, okay. Yeah, no shit. Um, and then the next day we went to Borough Market, which is a giant open air market. Um, tons of food vendors, tons of restaurants. And mm. we went there specifically for oysters. And there was a huge... I saw a cu- photo of that. They were oh, huge. They were enormous. Those were the mediums. Really? The mediums were like the size of the palm of my hand I no can't, shit yeah that was that was yeah. i can't imagine what the largest and extra large yeah looked like. i don't know if i could do it in one swallow <laughs> i have faith that you could <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> maybe uh but we went there and while i was waiting in line for the oysters because there was an enormous line my friend went and got us empanadas because tip for borough market if you're queuing for something make sure you have your food in your hand 
and you're eating something really? while you're waiting for the next one. Yeah. It just takes forever? Some do. The oysters always have a long line. Huh. The empanadas did not. Hmm. The falafel, which was really good, did not. The goat cheese ice cream or the goat milk ice cream didn't. So, yeah, we ate our way through Borough Market. Nice. Our line looks long. We should get some food first. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That sounds amazing, though. We should do that at PAX. They don't have good food there, though. They do not. They have crap. That's the reason why we go outside of the Seattle area and get food. But that would make lines better. It would make lines. It would make a lot. If if there was just like cosplay people like bringing snacks on the aisle, they really should do. We could innovate this. You could totally innovate. We could make millions at packs. Hey, you nerds! We got deodorant, cologne, and food. You're kind of reversing the order of that. (laughs) You got to trick them into deodorant. Yeah. Mm, For me to bring the food next to them, they need to have some sort of deodorant (laughs) on. (laughs) So, did you do anything after the market? Um, just again, we went to Tate Modern Museum, saw a Annie Albers exhibit. She's a, she's a weaver from back in the sixties, kind of during the, the Bauhaus era, era of art and saw some of her work. And then she's still alive. No, um. she passed away, I think in the eighties. Mm. Um, but just wandered around, just That's cool. really visited, saw some local places at a really cool little wine bar and little coffee shops and stuff near where my friend lives. She's right across from this big open kind of park marshland area. Hmm. And they sell fireworks year round in London. They're allowed to send set them off whenever. I mean, just like the huge send crap into the sky two to three hundred feet. Wow. I mean, nice. big ones. So we went and got fireworks for her and her boys to set off on New Year's Eve. Cause Damn. I was flying back to Portland on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's OK. It was all good. Yeah. Did you get to ring in the new year like multiple times with your flight pass? Yeah, no. Okay. Because I was on the East Coast. It would have been about, let's see, my flight boarded on the East Coast time like at 7.40 p.m. Wow. So, yeah. I was just trying to find more ways for you to have more champagne. Yeah. Happy New Year. Are you oh, kidding? Wait. Happy New Year. Do yeah. I really need New Year's for champagne? No. No, there's a button for that, damn it. Not on the, pl- not <laughs> on the plane. Not yeah, on the and I did, I did steal one of the Bob Ricard embroidered napkins. So oh, that's cool. Nice. I have one of those. Nice. And I came They'll back, never find you here in America. They won't. And I came back with a bottle of gin that they don't have in the States yet. It's um, Tanqueray and it's made with Sevilla oranges. Oh, wow. Whoa. So it's an orange gin. That's Super nice. excited to try that. Huh. Did you have a sample of it over there? Or no. You just, just saw it and you were like, I'm no. taking that. Duty free. Nice. Grabbed it on my way out. Nice. Mine. Yeah, this one's <laughs> mine. All right. Video games, Tim? Sure. What have you ever played? Diablo 3 for the Nintendo Switch. What level are you at? Which character? You have two characters. Yep. Which I don't... Either one. 37 and 27. That's a lot of investment for time. Why are you doing two characters again? Because... I know why, but our listeners yeah, don't Yeah, so like Tony and Dalton, that guy's name have a level 31 apparently mm-hmm. so i was trying to catch up to them but they said we're 30 something so i went to like 36 37 you would be the dick that was like way overpowered yeah so i them. stopped so then i started another one and they still haven't played yet so now i'm almost caught up again so i might be starting a third one you have an addiction but it's fun nintendo diablo is still out there <clears throat> oh yeah full keeps... selection on nintendo switch well i remember just the just the original one? The original one on the on computer. PC? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun now. now. 
I got I gathered With that from the Diablo three. Of, yeah. <laughs> it was a dead giveaway. It's actually kind of amazing that it runs on Nintendo Switch. It runs amazing yeah. on Nintendo Switch. Because so. Nintendo Switch is basically a tablet. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's legit it's legitimately the Nvidia tablet. But you can dock it and it'll display on a TV, but as far as like what the Switch is as far as hardware, it's a tablet. Yeah. Like an iPad. So almost. Nice. Yeah. A little bit more powerful than an iPad, but not much. Um, you sure? Like the most current iPad? I'm not sure about that. Oh, uh, maybe the most current iPad might be even stronger than that. I don't know. Um, so I've been playing that a little bit of Red Dead Redemption two, but not very much. You still disappointed in it? Hmm. I've been running around just like looting stuff. So you seem less and less enthralled with it each each week. I just need to find some time to actually sit down. You we find watched... time for Diablo? Yeah, but see, so you can do that while you're watching movies. And you watched a lot of movies. Watched that's, a lot of movies. That's why your character's so high. Exactly. So actually, on Diablo three, I'm playing like uh, what do they call it? There's like normal, hard, hardcore, unreal, and then like demon or something like that. I'm playing like on the second highest level. I'm on the newest one. So all the XP is like 287 percent like more. Oh wow! So, and I'm playing a class I've never played before, which is like long range. And I suck at it. What's the character type? Or it's a it? demon hunter. Oh, cool. So nice. Yeah. Um, and then Arena of Valor, which is on Nintendo Switch, we played the MOBA. Yep. Played a little bit of that. Other than that, nothing. So I continue to play. Um, what? Y two K. Sorry, it's okay. Did not mean the Y two K, which I have to start writing a review probably. Y i i k. Yeah, the developers spelled Y two K with the. The numerals. Two eyes. It's the room of so numerals like too. Yep. Yeah, it's a it, yik. It's a yik. It's a yik. It's a yik. So it's set in the in the late nineties, you know, Y two K, and it's definitely got this. Is weird... this the podcast Y two K? I've been listening to that. No, Y two K was like a whole thing. Like we thought all the computers were gonna crash. Oh, I remember turning off my computer at like eleven fifty p.m. because my computer was gonna like break and I couldn't be playing. Computer so so far, game. the game hasn't actually referenced that, but the game does have like old bulletin board style messaging and the internet's like this weird crazy place and it does set the mood of the 90s pretty well is it just like some yahoo chat room you're like asl show me your boobs no it's more like conspiracy (laughs) theories i mean yes but no gotcha um and it's the old school like party system like where you you, your characters join and you roll together and fight some monsters is this the one with like the bird thing that like i'm a character in somehow that you haven't told me how I'm a character in yet? Oh, yeah. At the very beginning of the game, it asks you a bunch of questions. And it says, this person is like your friend. Or this person's a total nerd. And I picked Q. Yeah. That's that game, yeah. Yeah. This guy's a complete asshole that doesn't like so anybody So, Cheryl, Cheryl popped up. <laughs> uh, there's these two characters talking about a dumpst- by a dumpster about this. There's a dead body by a dumpster? No. Oh. It, it's talking. They're talking about another character in the town and his... Not his wife, but his girlfriend, who they refer to as a Monica Lewinsky. Oh, Jesus. And they called her Cheryl. <laughs> I haven't told my wife that. So when She'll you put these thrilled. names you put these names into the game, and you don't know how they're going to pop up later. So has Zach popped up yet? No, nope, the Q hasn't either. Uh, just Cheryl. The two guys talk about the dumpster, about their this mistress. Lewinsky. Yeah, it's great. All right. So anyway, the combat is probably my favorite part of this game. It's kind of like the old school, like sort of Pokemon where you pick attack or a... That's cool. But then when you attack, you have to time button presses. 
Mm. Like, and each character has their own attack style. Like, the main character, for example, has a turntable with a record on it. And as the record turns, there's, like, highlighted portions. And you have to press A during that portion. Hmm. And there's yellow and there's red. And yellows will attack and reds will too. But if you hit on the red, the record will go for another revolution. So if you can keep hitting on the red, your attacks will keep stacking up and That's up cool. and up. So Sometimes if you hit a yellow and a red on the same turn. Well, I mean, you want boom, to. Boom. You want to because every time... That's a multiplier. Okay. So if you get on one revolution, like four hits, and yeah. that adds up. And if it goes around again, another three hits maybe, because it goes faster and faster. Yeah, yeah. So your chances are... Lower and lower and lower. Right. So typically I'll get between four and seven hits on that particular one. But there's other... Like another guy's a camera, and like a camera roll will unspool. And that one's hard because on that one, the little um, areas that you have to push a button, that changes. So on the record, it's always A. On the camera one, it could be X, it could be B, and you just got a couple seconds to recognize it and push the right button. Oh, damn. So I messed that one up a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then there's this one character who's a pacifist. <laughs> he doesn't attack at all. Um, but what you can do with him he is... He just certain reasons, like, don't hit me. I'm no, here. I use him as the healer, so I'll have him throw cheeseburgers at my other party members to heal them, or he yeah. has this one thing where he can jump in front of a, another person and block an attack. So, like, I got my one character who's, like, really strong at attacks, but she doesn't have that much defense. So, I'll have him, like, jump in front of her and take her damage. Huh. And then he has one other thing, which is kind of cool. He can flip his magic and his HP. Because he's taking all of his damage, like, his HP is dropping all the time, his hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if you use that one spell, you flip it, and he's got hit points again. Hmm. So, yeah. And the art style is really cool. Um, very cool colorful trippy it's a very um, metaphysical game it's talking a lot about the separation of souls and it's really weird it's really really weird there's a golden alpaca that had to fight that turned into this three-headed alpaca yeah and the music's the music's really great i'm gonna play some music on a future show um that's not the music i'm playing today i played a little more starlink which you need to play because you own it now hey you know what it's still sealed up on my shelf you should play it it's fun at least for an hour i got it out of the box you should play it i got it out of the box it's better than the Star Fox game that came out on Wii U. Never played that one either. Don't. Play Star Lake instead. Okay, so this is the game I'm actually excited to talk about this week. Penis jousting? Yes. Is there a way to put what I put on the outline up on this screen? I mean, that screen's not ever going to come back, but yes. Well, it's almost worth it. Okay. Okay, so genital um, jousting. Sh- Megan can't genital hear it, jousting. Though. It's Okay. Okay, I mean, we could play that break for her, and then she actually... That's probably a better idea. Okay. So, we played genital jousting a year and a half ago, when it was an early access. Yeah, just don't tell your wife. It's very embarrassing. Packs at genital jousting. It's just so awkward. So, (laughs) actually, Jesse came over for the one and only time. We scared him away after this. Yep, never came back. Never came back. (laughs) Um, It was like a party game where you are literally a bunch of dicks, and each You gotta fuck the other dick. Each little dick has a little butthole between the balls, and you're chasing each other like little snakes almost, but you're like floppy and awkward. You yeah, don't, you don't have the Viagra effect yet. Well, so you're you're literally just a dis, you're literally there is a penetration. Dis, you're just a disembodied dick. Floppy. And then you're trying to you know screw the other guy literally, um, and that was the game. That it's politics, excellent, pretty much. <laughs> well, this January they used the physics and the modeling, and everything came up with a story mode. And it, well, I'll let the, the narrator who's actually in the game introduce the story mode. Okay. And she's, she's in the game. This is John, 
John has an ordinary life. Getting up in the morning. Getting clean. Getting dressed. Staying fashionable. Trying to get to work on time. Not always making it. Trying to get his work done. A steady daily routine. He doesn't always get it right. I can't really hear you right now, but the thing that's difficult about being John isn't trying to fit in. Isn't the danger of paper cuts. Oh, that must sting. There's it isn't staying motivated in a job that will grind you down and disrespect you. It isn't eating a balanced diet. It isn't the housekeeping. No. It just pooped a sofa oh, John out of its butt. <laughs> so... <laughs> it just popped a bottle of champagne with its dick. This narrator is like, is literally narrating the whole time you're playing. It just sucked a thing of roses up into its butt. It's amazing. Dick things. Dick things. Just so many dick things. The Eiffel Tower just went up its ass. Wait, I just realized she can't hear any of this. Nope. Oh, that's... I cannot. She cannot hear any oh, of this. Oh, that makes this uh, really awkward. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Um, no, this is actually very good for the segment, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> the rest um, of you can't see this Exactly. So, so there's this... It's so, like a live studio audience, like, cheers. <laughs> Everybody know your name. <laughs> Not sure I want you to know my name. <laughs> so you play as a dick who gets up every morning, goes to work. A slip between their balls, that's your butthole. No, that's the thing. It, it's not the same as the party game at all. Like, you can't go around screwing other characters. Oh. So you go to work with all these other... Bees. You go, to, But you're just kind of flopping around the environment. You're knocking over vases all the time. All the potted plants are cactuses. Because, of course, they are. Of course. Yeah. Pricks and um, <clears throat> To eat something, you, you suck <laughs> it up with your butthole. It's just... It's, it's so God. juvenile. I so want to see this game now. Oh, we will be showing this to you on the break. So... Yeah, so there's like a board meeting, and you're like trying to sneak in because you're late, and like there's all these dicks around a board table, and you can either go yeah, in I've through been the to those board meetings before. You can either walk mm -hmm. in. You have a choice. You can either walk in confidently through the main door, or you could sneak through like the back um, archival room. And if you do that, you pop in through the vents, and you crash through the ceiling, and land on the table, and just like there's just dicks flying dick everywhere. Splat. It's hilarious. Dick splatter. So. There's like there's a ton of physical comedy, but there's actually a story. Like John um, finds out that his high school's having a reunion, and he doesn't want to go alone. So he's trying to find all these ways to get a girlfriend in six weeks. He tries like the games version of Tinder. He goes to bars and gets drunk, which is hilarious. <laughs> he's a he's a dick, and he literally he gets <laughs> he gets slapped. He gets tossed out of bars like no he girl. He's dick slapped. Yes, because there's no hands in this. That's game. the funny. So, he that's also the gets funny tossed. thing. because yeah. the female characters are dicks too. Yeah, because everybody. You know they're male or female. Everybody's a dick. Everybody's, Everybody's a, dick. a dick. Um, but yeah, he goes about it just horribly and doesn't get a date. He goes to prom anywhere way. Prom and, reunion. Not prom reunion. And um, same thing. It's all it's, just like yeah. And it's it's, oh, it's I, just I a disaster. To to I don't want to go to my reunion. So. <laughs> Big difference for me. <laughs> So I'm spoiling the whole game, which is only like two hours. He wakes up in like an alley, like full of trash cans. Like Leisure Suit Larry. It's just, it's a shit show. 
So, like, there's a story of redemption. That was a dick show. <laughs> right? It's <laughs> well, a redemption story, though. At the very end, the game goes, he has this friend that he kind of, he went to once for advice and didn't listen. Um, but then the friend, you know, sees him, like, just totally at rock bottom and tries to help him out. And they go rent some bicycles and, like, bike through the park. Oh, dear God. But at that part, you have to ask for a friend to join you. To, to progress in the game, you have to get a friend to come play with you. In this game, that's just so full of. Zach, Are you asking me to be your dick? Been, no. Been... Guess again. <laughs> you, got, you got Jesse. Nope. You got Q. No. No. It's local. Oh, you got your daughter to be a dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she rode bicycles with me as a giant dick. She's like, I'm so uncomfortable with this. I'm like, I had to beat this game. At your and, funeral, I'm gonna be like, and we went to your the, daughter needs to mention the dick riding with your dad. Why so we, were you riding with your dad's dick? We rode through the park. There's like geese that kept attacking us. We went to the guy, the other dick's family, and like he learns to like you know relate to people like from not a selfish perspective and not being a dick. It ends at a sunset with like. Is he still a dick though? There's hope. There's hope that John will be less of a dick. Gotcha. So I asked, I asked my daughter like how much this experience traumatized her like from one to ten you said about a two like you know i mean yeah we I need to up this i don't no. imagine that it would traumatize her. i mean i've taken her to see the patron state of knives so That's i've done other very traumatizing no i'm just saying that i've done That's other like you should like she should be praising you for that and you do need to visually see this game the dicks are very floppy Dicky. and comical they are i don't know they're not veiny in any way all of this to say that I was actually shocked Angry. with how much vain. how much fun Angry and spitting. the yeah, story no. mode was. And it it's stupid, it's hilarious, but there was actually a story. Does it make sense? It makes sense. There was actually a character arc and narrative and lots and lots of dicks. Character arc. Just does, a little to the does left. Does he grow a as a dick? <laughs> he does. There's there's nightmare sequences. Those are amazing. Dear God. Yeah, there's there's multiple like uh dream like scenarios okay it's pretty i'm just amazed at what they I can't believe you didn't record i mean it was a stupid silly party game to begin with and the fact that they like pulled together like a story with amazing narration i don't know i just have to give props this to- should be on the button smashers youtube channel but it's not i think channel. this game would get struck down from tw- i know it would be struck down from twitch mm. um i don't know where we because could pull penises yes just flopping penises everywhere that's fair. Yeah, I guess. But it's good. It's genuinely good. I, I genuinely good. <laughs> it's genuinely good. <laughs> I can genuinely recommend this. I think we should break. We should break. All right, we'll be right back. Break out the genitals. Uh, I didn't say that. You said that. Yes. Yes. are back tasty treats in hand and we've got a brand new whiskey to try out um this is the one that we gifted each other which, nice which is hilarious like exact same gift set it is the suntory it looked identical yep and yeah it was dying it 
it was hilarious. And of all the things we could have picked, and you know, it was more likely we'd pick a gaming-related thing. This was the pick gift we picked. Literally the picked the same gift. Yep. So we are uh, about to enjoy the Suntory Toki whiskey, which is forty-three percent. Uh, bottle's typically about $35. It's a blended whiskey from Suntory's three distilleries, Yamazaki, Hakusu, Hakushu, and Chita. Took has a different composition from Suntory's Ibiki as its main components are Hakushu Sigma Malt and Chita Green Whiskey. Uh, so Toki means time in Japanese. So means it takes time to make the whiskey. Or it's this is time. Or it's one. time for whiskey. Because I know that when they were trying to buy it, maybe it's because they were trying to buy time. Because um, this is, again, that's not an aged whiskey. So mm. there's no age guarantee on this one. So this is the and one I see everywhere. Would you say this is like the most like mainstream or like mass, Sun- mar- mass Sun- market? From Suntory right now, yes. Um, when they were realizing they were going into the shortage with the 12 and 17 year, um, they created Harmony. But Harmony as well has become aged. It's an aged whiskey, but it's also become more rare, so okay. it's still a couple hundred bucks a bottle. Damn. Yeah. This will become a couple hundred bucks a bottle? I don't think so. No, like I said, this is like the mass market. This, this is the one to... This is a little like, hey, America, I, I think th- fucking to, drink this. Okay, and I'm guessing at this. I think they call it time or toki because they're trying to buy time. Yeah. They're trying to buy time nice. with the whiskey that's in barrels aged so that they're when they're 12, Where, 17, 21 Do you have any sense time. of how far along they are on that journey? They're saying about 10 years. Okay. They're 10 years in or 10 more years? 10 more years before we'll start seeing the aged whiskeys back on the market. So are they being like very closed about it? They don't know saying? I mean, nice. that is the Japanese well, way, Well, it was it? about mm-hmm. 2014 that they decide, that they discovered that there's a lot of popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shortage started being noticed. Hmm. So for 2019 officially. Holy shit. Barely. So, nope. yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that they're about... T- they're thinking about 10 more years before they'll be able to market barrel-aged wow. whiskeys again. That's crazy. At a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah of course. Because it, it's out there. Yeah. I have bottles of it myself. I got it for far less than it is available today, but... Yeah, but still. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, cheers. Well, cheers. Cheers. So on the nose, we should be experiencing some orchard fruits. Herbal notes, honey apple. and mint. Yeah. Lots of apple. I got yep. like a, I got like a mint. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the palate, the green apple should continue, along with some bright citrus, grapefruit, some bitter herbs, some toasted almond, vanilla, subtle oak. I don't get an almond. You don't? Like, Mm-mm. think uh, the almond liqueur that I'm going to draw a blank on. So in the amaretto. back, in the back of my I think tongue, amaretto. Yeah, I guess yeah, maybe a little bit. Amaretto is an, am- an almond liqueur. On the back of my tongue, I'm, I'm picking up some of those bitters. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. Yeah, Centauri is, and I haven't had a lot of different whiskeys, but Centauri is one that I keep coming back to as one of my favorites. Yeah, for the price point, it's a it's a really good. You whiskey. can't beat it, really, honestly. Until we get to the aged ones. Well. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said for point. the for the price point. Yeah, price yeah, no, point. Turkey here. is lovely. That's I'm great. saying for the price point. <laughs> I, as a preference to my sentence. So like... since we're talking whiskeys here, what I've been seeing like uh, a lot of cool like uh, what do they call them? Like you pour your whiskey into what are those called? Uh, you pour them out of the bottle. Flasks. And the, no. 
is like the age the whiskey's in, and like the one decanters. That I, yeah, like crystal decanters. Yeah. So are those just so, for like those just for looks? Well, some people what they'll do is when they get to the very end of the bottle, they will pour. They'll kind of make their own blends. So all of these these are blended whiskeys that we're having so far, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're kind of doing this, you know, at the factory, was where they take, you know, this barrel ended up a little more oaky. We we want a flavor profile that has some apples, so we're going to blend it with this one. So they're doing a lot of blending. What some people will do with whiskeys that they have in their home is actually have a decanter and and kind of try to make their own flavors by by like pouring the last bit into this decanter. And just letting it sit. I know one guy I follow on Twitter, Michael Pachter. He's like a, a games analyst, actually. Okay. And name sounds he does, super fucking he's, familiar. He goes through, he says, 35 bottles of whiskey a year. And he does this where he pours the last bit in his decanter. And so at the end of the year, he has 35 whiskeys blended. Yes, and that's what he has for New Year's Eve. Wow. So that's one thing you can do with decanters. I think other people just prefer that to the bottles with the labels. Mm. So you don't know what because some of them just say whiskey rum. They have like yeah, their yeah. own label on them, and... <laughs> and you could be saying you're serving the twenty one, and actually it's the twelve. Um, I would not have that in decanter that I'd have readily available for people to pick up. <laughs> I know, but I'm, I'm saying you could say that you could, and it's the same thing with wine. When you think about decanting wine, um, I know that's a lot to open it up, but sometimes people decant wines that don't need to be decanted just because it looks. Fancy. Prettier. Well, and when gotcha. it comes to wine, sometimes I'm not gonna you, lie. you do that to remove the, wine, the last sediment. The right? wine next yeah, door no. is a piece of art. What's up? I actually got to go to the wine that was next door to the guy lives next door to me. Oh, okay. And like look at his wine thing that he has in his house. Mm-hmm. And that thing's a fucking work of art. There's wine no, thing? Cellar? No, it's like Wall. a whole. No, it's like a fucking like gun safe, basically. Oh, he has, a, he has a fridge. Oh, he, Oh, he's from Hollywood and been collecting. He's way more in the wine than will ever be in the, in the other alcohol. I, I just have my wine locker. Yeah, so he also... There, apparently, downtown Portland, there is a place where you can store there's secured wines. There's more than And there's also one in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And he's maxed mm-hmm. out one in Portland and one in Vancouver now that he's moved. I need to Majority meet this of his... He's right next door. He I used to work in Hollywood him. on X-Files. So, um, but yeah, he's super nice. And actually, that's who we pop. What about X-Files? He was the uh, lighting director for X Files. Oh, cool. Um, so his job was easy because I was always dark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moody lighting. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Boulder's flashlight yeah. was the lighting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, so actually, he gave us a really nice bottle of uh, Chardonnay for our New Year's Eve. So we had that for New Year's Eve. Nice. And I'm sure I'm not worthy of it, but. So I paused for a second and like. The ice releasing kind of really changed the flavor for me. It does. Um, but hey, back to the podcast. What's a podcast? Are you ready to kick it? You're not ready to kick it. I am taking a drink. You wait, good sir. It does change I the profile a lot. That is noticeably... Noticeably different. Would you say oakier? Or what's mm. the flavor I'm picking up? I'm having trouble... Yeah. I would say it's more like I get more of a oak and like maybe even... The oak moves to the front of the palate. Mm-hmm. Rather than the finish, and more herbal. Mm-hmm. All right, now can we kick it? Are I forgot about it? it. You ready to kick it? I've been ready to kick it for like a good minute now, sir. All right, so for this, she can't hear, but I played the <laughs> kicking music. <laughs> for this. For we this, need to have a setup where we give like four headsets. For this episode of, of for this episode of Kickstarter, we will not be talking about current Kickstarters, but ones that we have had fulfilled, 
and how we feel about them. So uh, I will say I've backstarted or kickstarted. Not, you backstarted. I backstarted. Okay. That's back door, That's back pages. Uh, no, Kickstarter. I don't want to know yeah, about apparently that. Apparently, we're back to yeah. genital jousting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, a lot of comics lately, uh-huh. and I just organized all of my comics this weekend, and I forgot how many of the nude variants covers I've gotten into. I was like, on the floor of my be- in our master bedroom. And my wife's like, why are there so many like just boobs out in the open? And I was like. Why well, those are she, Kickstarter exclusives. <laughs> like, why did she really ask that? I, yeah. That's like, a, a, I was like oh, that's, that's a rhetorical question. That's the unedited uh, country western of Billy the Kid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, historically accurate. Historically accurate. And gender swap. Billy what? yeah, exactly. All right. Um. So do you have some comics that you want to talk about? Mm, did I write any down? Because I don't remember. Um, do you want me to start then? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so I backed quite a few in 2017 that came to fruition in 2018. I've picked physical objects because I'm not going to talk about the games I got. Okay. Um, probably one of my favorites is the Cold Brew on Tap 2.0. And it's honestly not that complicated of a thing. It's it's a glass canister with a spigot and a filter built into the top. And you you know, put your grounds in, let it steep for 24 hours, and boom, you got cold brew. But it works, and I'm happy with it. It does the job, and in 24 hours, I have delicious cold brew, so I love it. Yeah, I'm still going to do the uh, cold brew home system from the dollar store. I yeah. think that would be a funny-ass uh, video. Just yeah. To do. Just like a sock in like one of those plastic fucking... That would work. Yep, it would. If you just throw some coffee grounds Megan's in Megan's like, I don't think so. I'm going to give you some uh, pantyhose uh, cold brew. Yep. She's not having any of that. Yep. Any It'll be that. sanitary. Don't worry about it. It's from the dollar store. It doesn't matter. It's running through plastic stuff. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, use, use a cotton sock at least. Cotton sock from the dollar store. Uh, I'm not sure that's cotton. I will stir yeah, it with. I'm going to I will stir it with the, uh, the broom from the dollar store as well. Oh, excellent. Yes. Double down on the toxins. Double down. Do you want to go with Kickstarter or do you want me to keep going? Uh, I will talk about one that I did. So. The, the last one, do you have that? Not yet. Okay, I we thought... We packed it. Okay, I thought we were talking about stuff we had. Oh. Well, That's okay, we, you can still I talk about I it. I only got two then. Okay, no, we can talk about the other one. Okay, well, I backed uh, the GameCube Anthology, which uh, for my birthday two years ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. Tim got me the Nintendo 64 Anthology. Well, that's like your favorite nostalgic it system. It really is. Um, but they're back out again. It's Geek's Line. It used to be called something else. Um, now it's the GameCube Anthology. The ultimate book is what I got. Um, so it is 388 page reviews of all hardware equipment, uh, every single video game from every region. And I got the it's somewhere around here. I don't fucking know. Tim, where the hell is my GameCube thingy? I don't know. I don't see it. Did you um, take it out of the plastic wrap eventually? Yeah, I've opened it. Looked at. It. Okay, good. Yeah. How is it? I think I did anyways. Pretty positive. You didn't. I'm 90% positive. Uh, We need to find that. Because unless... Tim probably fucking stole it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm more into the GameCube than you are, so I should steal it. No, it's right here. It's it's undone. We're good. Nice. um, And it's really cool. A lot of art. um, Really cool screenshots. And uh, it's a nice little piece of history just to have on the floor for now because I'm trying to figure out where the fucking put books in here. Yeah, you that's an issue. You know what they should do is they should create a bookshelf that you can hang from the ceiling 
No. Yeah. Small children and pets die. If my son Books is dumb not... enough to fuck with a hanging bookshelf. Yeah, you tell your wife that. Survival of the fittest. You tell your wife that. Don't tell my wife that, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my next Kickstarter that I got this year, just got, was the Levitop drone, the folding arm drone. That's the one supposed to follow you. How's it going? Um, you hanging over your shoulder like a pax and it just follows you all around. So like, they promised a lot. Tim, 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 Tim. They promised a lot of things when they were during the campaign, like that. Um, also, the tilt controls with the app. Oh, yeah. Some of those did not materialize. And I had some issues charging the batteries. You What? It comes the with. The batteries you've had. Char- you've had problems with the batteries. Okay, the batteries are fine. It comes with a charging base that looks like it cost all of 11 cents, and it comes with a USB cable, no um, like brick to plug in, so you have to provide your own brick, and what it's not really clearly explained is that the brick that you use has to deliver 2.4 amps, and a lot of, like say your, your cell phone brick, like, uh, bricks are less than that, so I used an iPad brick and finally got my batteries charged. The fuck? Oh, the really? documentation on this is Wait, not... Wait, so you can't just plug it terrible. straight into the wall? No. Why? Not enough amps. Not enough amps to just plug it straight into the wall? Well, first of all, you can't plug it straight into the wall. So you need a, a Tesla no. charger? No, you need a strong... You, there's like the rapid charge and there's... You need a 2.4 amp charger. Did you know this before you got it? No. This is some bullshit. It works. That's all I care. I got it to work. So one of the best things to, to develop yeah. around this is a Facebook group developed develop these drones. And like... There, there's a Facebook group? Because the documentation is terrible. They're like, hey, so they really fucked up on this. Well, not Let's only that, but like there's, there's people that have ruined their drones. They're like, okay, you want to calibrate it this way, but not that way. There's two calibrations. One where you spin Are the you drone. Are kidding me? They didn't... They didn't, seriously didn't give you anything? No, there's documentation. It's just English and it's not... English, well, okay, so shitty documentation. Shitty documentation. It's Ikea documentation, guys. Ikea I'm actually, sounds better. I'm actually glad I was on the second round of shipping because I got all these other people to ruin their drones. So and- what happens to all the ruined drones? Do they get free ones? There's this thing called the... No. Are you kidding? Come on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's this thing called the spiral of death where if you don't calibrate your drone right, it goes like this. And then it crashes. crashes. Yeah. So mine kind of does that. What um, the fuck? But yeah, I can. Tim driving home from the bar. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> Tim was drunk when he was programming this thing, ladies and gentlemen. So it's I will say this: him. the video quality on the Levertop is pretty, pretty, pretty nice. It's 1080p and the it's sharp. The quality is nice. I, that's the one that you use for shooting it. I mean, I'm I don't under I mean, I agree with you shooting it with fireworks. Now it's a piece of shit. Um, I also learned that you should really super glue the top and the bottom because those are not really attached very well. <laughs> So mid-flight, the top just No, no, no. Out. It's more when you land that those pieces can kind of... Mid-flight, one the arm just like goes off to the side. Fuck you! Seriously? They kind of... They also added uh, guards to the rotors, like, last minute. They cut your fingers off? Well, it could. That's why they added guards. But the guards are, like, snap on, snap off, and snap they don't... Snap on, snap off. Snap they don't, they on. don't snap on really well. Snap off. So it's very... The snapper. It, it feels very much like a, like a test product. Um... But I am happy. You know what's really good about it? The case that it folds into is like perfect. It looks like. That's where they spent all their time and money. Before I think they, they started. did. Question, telling question. all the Kickstarter people, we're over budget and we're beyond, you know, we, we can't quite finish on my, time. So my now drone we're... does work. I had to sideload the app, which was weird. It's the... Hey, so we're actually. So uh... what happens when you end up with people that 
you know, like, this sounds like a horrible thing for people who may not have the technology. Absolutely. This is not Knowledge. a user-friendly... They're like, legitimately like, yeah. hey, so we're actually hacking your phone while we're running your fucking software? Possibly. We're actually stealing your social security number was, and we're infiltrating that, America. The app did anyway. not ask, the app did not ask for that many permissions. So there's that. Okay. Another podcast alert here. Yeah. There's a podcast I listen to. Yeah. Called Reply All. Have you listened? Yes, I've yes. heard of it. So have you have you ever heard of Reply All? No. Okay. Um, it's like a nerdy-ish podcast. It's like issues on the internet. Yeah, issues on the internet podcast, and they got tasked with uh, this one lady's like Instagram account got hacked and like stolen from her because she had a OG name. I can't remember. It was like at Rabbit or something like that. Something just like one word that's like very popular apparently on the internet. And uh, so he infiltrated the people. He found out who the people had hacked her account. Well, he, like, found these people, found their Discord channel, and they're, like, bragging about stealing her shit and, like, stealing all these other people's shit. Fucking, like, update at the end of 2018 on their podcast was his fucking, like, all of his social security numbers and everything were all fucking sold on the black market. The guy who discovered this? or Yeah, Alex Goldman. Wow. All the shit was found. Yeah, so they have, like, obviously, like, they're a big company. Reply All is owned by a huge conglomerate. And uh, so they hired a very tech-savvy person to check all the black web and dark Dark web. web. Dark dark web. web. And just all these other, like, fucking, like, places. And uh, they searched for all of his information. And it happened to be, like, on one dark website to where when somebody pays the ransom for person's information... It's exposed to everybody. Yeah. They so, don't even just give that one person the so information. So PSA, your shit has already been stolen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's I already, already know that. It's already on the market to be sold. Oh, I already know that. I've already All been contacted several times. All you can do is lock down and change stuff as much as humanly possible. Yeah. And monitor your credit reports. Yeah. I need That's why get, I'm not going to worry about my stupid sp- app. I need I mean, to get better honestly, about that. People spin out on, oh my God, Facebook sold. Yeah, they've been selling the crap for years. Yeah. They sold it the day you signed up back in 2001, 2002, yeah. whatever. It's gone. Yeah. How do you think Tom from MySpace is so popular and famous? I, I work I work in fraud and risk, yeah. so I, I know that it's gone. Yeah. You just have to take care of yourself. This yep. is this accountability. The government's not going to yeah. do it for you. It was pretty funny, though. Go- corporations aren't going to do it for no. you. No. Not at all. Yeah. But I do need to check my credit a little bit more often. But I thought that was really funny. The, like Once a year, at least. Talking about yeah. fraud and like them the more you know Tim stuff. And they said we weren't educational on this podcast. Yeah, Look exactly. We're like LeVar Burton up in this bitch. I want to mention. Dun, dun, um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. Coming back to my Kickstarters. Hmm. Skyward Omnibus. The I want to. F- Omnibus pod, uh, project from uh, Seattle, Washington. The podcast that's what we're talking about. No, um, Skyward Omnibus. It's a collection of this guy's work who recently died. Is is? Oh, I remember this one. I just want to mention this because I thought it was really cool. This was the girlfriend, right? Uh, wife, I, wife, wife. Okay. Um, her husband died within about a year. Um, I, I can't think, remember. Was it cancer? I don't remember. I'm sorry, but what I really liked about it is she used Kickstarter to kind of. Um, 
put his legacy out there. She put all of his works together in this well, omnibus and finish it. Right? Mm-hmm. Didn't he, didn't she hire her, his friends? She to hired finish a, it? a bunch of artists to kind of wrap up the story with the eleventh issue. Oh, that's amazing! And yeah. um, this Kickstarter, she threw in free T-shirts. Like, I got my value out of this. I almost felt guilty. But yeah. She was giving away a lot more than what most Kickstarters were. you know, were. she was probably doing that because of the fans. Yeah. yeah. She was, they, she did it for the, the fans. Who are gonna this Kickstarter came out. for it are going to be the fans, the ones at that I don't think level. Tim had ever heard of it before. I hadn't. You? It's a really cool, like, adventure story, like a young kid kind of. Was it the kid and the dog? There's a dog, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was really cool that it came out on time, first of all. It's yeah. like the only Kickstarter I've, I've ever received oh. on the yeah. projected date. Were they on time too? Absolutely. Oh, okay, sure. but that's rare. It's right? very yeah, rare. It is rare. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to this woman using this platform to, you know, honor her husband and protect his legacy. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like, even if you're not into comics or, I don't know, I thought that was really neat. This woman found a way to honor her husband that way. That is. Cool. So I want to mention that. So what's your next one? Um. So I have. Uh, I think I'll buy the key armory. I didn't back their first Kickstarter. It was actually legitimately a like house key that right. was in the shape of a fantasy sword. So the so Master like King, Sword. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Chrono Cross, I think. I believe so. But they did another one. And since I'm trying to buy out a business, I need to be fancy as fuck. I need a tie clip mm-hmm. someday. So I bought a sword clip. <laughs> Which is in the shape of the Master of Sword from The Legend of Zelda. Um, so I did back that one. Um, they've gone on to do other things like cufflinks for jackets and t-shirts um, in the shapes of shields, which is pretty cool. Um, they're out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, it was uh, it was delivered on time. So Are you getting cold? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm I'm trying to think of, I can't remember, Project Ukulele. What are you talking about? That might have been 2018, right at the very beginning. Well, I want to talk about two others. Well, unless you Are you done with that one? I'm done with the short clip one. So, Capley was a camera. God damn it. You've backed a shitload of cameras this year. Two. Uh, one, I'm pretty confident, will be delivered sometime either January February. I'm getting regular updates from this person. And it seems like he's, you know, just making sure everything is tooled right. And I, I, I'm highly confident I will eventually get this camera. This other one, Capley, I don't know if I'll ever get it. The last update's been in September. Um, they changed the lens from a traditional lens to a fisheye lens for no apparent reason. Um, and then they just qu- quit communicating entirely. So I'm thinking I lost $80 on that. So another PSA for people who may be thinking about starting a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Communicate. Oh yeah. my god. There's shit it, out of stuff. No yeah. shit. I yeah. don't understand there why are these thousands, creators. There are thousands of comments on this. I will say they, that when they fail, you know, miss, when they miss their deadlines, mm-hmm. communicate. I will say that Project Ukulele <coughs> has almost over-communicated. <coughs> because it's like Every three weeks, and it's been out for like. I would months. rather have that because you don't nothing have for four to six. Yeah, months. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got the product, so I'm done. 
Okay. But it's like their team updates. Like, we're working on a Nintendo Switch version. And, like, these are the updates coming to the game. Like, they're using it Nobody for... Nobody wants the aftermarketing. Exa- exactly. It's all the aftermarketing. I'm just like, holy shit. Well, the aftermarketing actually ties into my other one. Um, well, I have another one. Okay, go for it. Well, actually, what is your other one? Can you just give me the name of it? The other one? Yeah, just get, like... Sparker. Hmm, okay. No, the sound reactive LED mask. Well, I thought we'd let Megan talk about this one because she's the one she's actually involved in. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. All right, I, I forgot. forgot. Go, I forgot. go. No, lead it, lead no, it, lead no, it, no. lead it. All right, do it, Zach. What's, what's Come the other on. one? <laughs> All right, so Sparker was the cigarette lighter. Forgot that you got one. <laughs> we were having fun at my shop playing with them all. <laughs> they were kind of fun. There. We could talk about them. Nope. No, Sparker. Sparker, Sparker is a cigarette lighter, yes. That you charge, and it also has a little light on the base. It it, it uh, arcs electricity at the tips to light whatever you want to light. Okay. I don't have cigarettes, but I like to light the other things on fire. I like fireworks. Um, Fair. So it looks like a Zippo. And when I got it initially, it worked okay. Um, but after about seven... Uh, ignitions it quit working and i charged it again and charged it and charged it nothing so i emailed them nothing um no response and i kind of gave up on it and then i get this promotional message in my kickstarter account saying we've got this new thing and i just emailed it back i'm like your last thing broke i don't want to buy any more stuff from you and today i got a response and i said hey. i just looked at our emails and saw we never responded to you i'm really sorry about that is this your current address? And I said, yes. Yes, it is. So I think I'll actually get a replacement for my Sparker. And I just want to give a shout out for them finally doing the right thing. And hopefully I'll have a new Sparker that works. All right. Let's talk about Sound Reactive Max. I broke my mask. Just now? I just broke my mask. How? The fucking clip came undone because my head's too fucking fat with the headset on. Okay. These things are kind of cheap. They're extremely cheap. They are, but they are kind of cool, too. They're really cool. The only thing, okay, so. The thing I'm pissed about is we didn't get them for packs. That's the thing, is it was. I, I understand. We thought we had plenty of time. Because we weren't expecting them to actually deliver on the date they said. Yeah. But we had, what, how many months after? Like three months. It was more than that. Oh, it might have been more than that. Four or know. five. We were like, okay, they're saying May. We'll have plenty, or whatever it was, February. We'll have plenty of time to get it before September for packs. Nope. We got it like literally the week after PAX. So other than the delivery, I I mean, maybe we should I explain what this are, is too. Okay, so the sound reactive masks, they have either my batteries in or I really fucked it up. Well, did you charge it? Anyway, so these are masks that um, are in various settings. You can time it with the pulse of a beat of a song, or you can yeah. just have like a pattern going, and they come in various different lighted. Um, Sculptures, I guess you'd say they have like a the box, sculptures a sort gorilla, of look like stained glass, a they sugar have... skull, yeah. So stained glass, so you have the pieces. So you, if you imagine if it's going with a beat of music, it is like pulsing to the beat of the music. Yeah. Um, or you can pick another pattern that just runs in a loop. So um, what's what your mask? My mask is the Venetian mask. So oh, I, did, yeah. I just did the I one. And it's almost it's, like a masquerade ball. Yeah. Sort of mask. Yeah. And Zach has a sugar skull, yep. and you have no, I, I robot. I just have the regular skull. I didn't get the sugar one. The sugar one is the colored one. Is the colored one? Yeah. Okay, so you just did the regular. I just skull. did the regular skull. Yeah. You went My back and forth on that. I did. So it's it's about a, these things. It's the size of the because it, it's a Velcro thing that goes around your head to hold mm-hmm. it because it has the the power pack in yep. it. 
And to me, that's so awkward. It is. The thing that my complaint is that it takes audio from the back of the mask. Mm -hmm. And it takes a good volume to get them going. At least on mine. So... I would suggest if there was a revision of this that the power pack is separate and you clip you clip it onto your belt or yeah, something yeah, in, like in the front. Yeah, like it like it runs me, down your neck down underneath your shirt. To me, even they head. could do something with Bluetooth on this thing and have yeah. it be a lot more effective because it it's just to me if you're gonna have it look like the mask it is, you have to wear a hoodie. Yeah. Or you have this gigantic oh, yeah. velcro this is... thing going over your head. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. We I were mean, planning just aesthetically, on aesthetically it's it's a little awkward. It is. So and in the, the videos, they have hoodies on too. And I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing with these Kickstarter projects is you found you kind of feel like you're the beta testers for these things. Of course, I've had some where I'm. I I mean I did the the suitcase that has all the charging equipment. I can't remember what it's called. G, Giro, I think is what it is. I the did one that that's suitcase. like out everywhere now on podcasts. I know, but the thing has it's so off balance. Really. It just falls over if you're not paying attention. <laughs> oh, if you shit. don't place it exactly right. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Wow. I wanted to get one of those luggage things that's also like a scooter. Yeah, those are cool okay, as shit. So I saw... I Did mean, you see somebody using one? I'm meaning to laugh because I saw somebody... There was like a kid's version of it. <laughs> nice. So yes. I saw... I just yes. saw kids wipe out on it and I, I laughed. Because I don't think that... I, I've had bad experiences with children maneuvering their own luggage in busy airports. And so when I saw a child wipe out on said... On luggage? I laughed. <laughs> you should. You really should. <laughs> Please, out loud, so, <laughs> pointing at him. You dumb fuck. So All right. My Kickstarter is this year really quick. Yes, we're that's what I, that's what I was going to ask. Um, so Zach the... and I are drinking out of the North Drinkware, um, mm-hmm. which... This company hand blows glasses of mountain tops that are throughout the United States. Right now, we have Mount Hood glasses because we're in Oregon. Well, we're, we're in Washington. In Washington yep, yep. But I'm from Oregon. But they're out of Oregon, aren't they? <laughs> they are out of Oregon. They're out of Portland. So they started with Mount Hood, but they do have Mount Rainier. And they have several others. They have um, St. Helens, and they have one in Idaho as well. They also have the Alaska. Um, um, they renamed it. I was just there like three years ago. Yeah. Um, so this year they did a, a release of, they were trying to do smoked glasses. So they were, the glass were supposed to be gray. They had some issue with getting that smoke coloring in the glasses. So we just got clear ones, but I got two pint glasses, two rocks glasses. And then they did a topographical. Wait, 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 wait. Is the pint glasses at the mountains at the bottom too? Yeah. Fuck. It, they're super awesome. And they deliver on time. They're it's great communication. And Denali, thank yeah. you. What was it before that? Because that's what I always remember. Um, it yeah, I can't remember what the hell it was before. I'll look it up. But part of this Kickstarter campaign also is they worked with Pendleton, which is a woolen mill yeah. in Eastern Oregon, and they did the topographical map of Mount Hood on a blanket, a wool blanket. That's cool. So I got these pint glasses, these rocks glasses, and that blanket. And Mount um, McKinley. Mount McKinley. That's yeah. what I always know it does. I was going to say McLaughlin, but that's Southern Oregon. Yep. So that was one of them. Um, another Kickstarter campaign that I support every year is one called Rebel Girls. They've now published two books in a journal. And I do this for a friend um, whose daughter is one of those young girls who's super empowered. And it tells stories about women who have made history. And it's just like literally a one-page snapshot. They take artist representation throughout the world. And they make it this this book. 
and my friend's daughter has introduced this to her friends, her teachers. She's kind of really expanded yeah. it. And this year they did a journal, and so I supported that this year as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, so that's cool. Not anything What was really the back rewards for that? Um, the books. Oh, sweet. That's cool. Yeah, stickers, books, postcards, podcasts. Damn. Things like that. So, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Those are my things. Um, I think I, I don't think I have any more podcasts for this year. Well, you've got the old school guts, but we don't have that yet. I do, yeah. We we did like the old guts. They're like little... What are the old school guts? They're kind of like mad balls, if you remember those. Yeah. They're like squishy gut things. Do you know when you're going to get them? I don't. They were supposed to send out a survey before Christmas, and they emailed me, and they're like, hey, sorry, we had family things, and we didn't get the surveys out. They're like these squishy gut balls. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling so up a photo. So, like, you have, good. like, lower intestine, upper intestine. Oh, yeah, we have, we have eyeball, heart. Eye, eyeball, heart. Um, God, I love that. We literally backed it on the podcast while we were talking about it. Yeah. I love that. Belly, brain, heart, eyeball, so um, stomach. Was... <laughs> this reminds me, because when I was in London, there's a store that's kind of like a Danish discount store. Okay. And they had... Um, these little models of the eyeball that kids could like pick apart and put back together an eyeball. <laughs> and they had like the pregnant belly. And my friend so wanted to buy that to freak her children out. <laughs> They're just like, they'd be so freaked out. There'll be a, like a fetus on their, on the shelf in the morning. She didn't buy it. Why? I know. You should have bought it for us. I would have hung up in my office. Yeah, I might do that. It doesn't quite match. I don't care. All right. Well, before we talk about our favorite games of 2018, I think it's time to refill our glasses. I think you're right. Um, All right. I'm going to have to drink a little bit more here. But... You, we're down on ice, so do you guys want to get more ice or do you just want to yeah, go right into the age? No. All right. We'll be right back, guys. My nostrils enough that it's like oh, that smells really good, but not enough to where like don't. Should we stop talk about sniffing. this? Are we talking about this? Oh, we're already back. Okay, hi, yeah. hi, we're back. Hi, yeah, back. hi, we're back. <laughs> all right, nostrils and all. This is the Suntory Hibiki 12-year Japanese billeted whiskey, uh, 43% alcohol. Um, the bottle goes for about $600 plus right now. Some of the whiskey's been partially matured in plum liquor casks. The malt is from. Has- Hakushu and Yamazaki in aged grain from Cheetah. Uh, following the surge of popularity of Japanese whiskey in the 2010s, this expression was discontinued by Suntory in 2015. Bottles have now become rare and collectible. Suntory is also discontinuing the Hibiki 17 year. Um, the same whiskey Bill Murray's character advertises in the movie Lost in Translation. I remember that. What's that? The, the Hibiki Centauri 17 year was when Bill Murray in Lost in Translation yeah, what's was that? What's that? It's a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll watch it. <laughs> I forgot. I'm talking to somebody who's not... Who's not this particular well, movie is not your kind of... Well, there's parts you would enjoy, but as a whole, you would not enjoy that movie. Gotcha. 
All right. But my question is, so how have you... So for this one, you... for collectible, yeah. you, you guys are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. For these next two, very much thank you. I, we're not even worthy of the last no. one. No, I, I, anybody who appreciates us, I'm happy to drink with. So the nose is very subtle compared to the other uh, three we've had. Yeah. Um, the tasting notes say the nose will be sweet, caramelized Ooh. nuts, lemon, black currant, pear, vanilla, oh, that's amazing. dark toffee, and sherry. Do you spice. get a little bit of like a little bit of like afterburn on this one? A little bit. Yeah. So I haven't tasted it. I'm still smelling. Mm. The palate should be oak, dark cherry, sweet caramel, buttery with a hint of I smoke and yeah. wood spice. I definitely get the oak on this one. I get a little oak bit of cherry like, and a long finish with a hint of smoke. Yeah, you definitely get the oak and smoke yeah. and the wood spice. So how have you? lasted so long of not drinking this because i know what they are and I so get, these are things to be cherished and, and i get that but when you bought this bottle per se mm-hmm. the next one i understand that but this bottle was like under a hundred dollars when you bought it yeah yeah i just you know when you just knew you know when you step into something that's really quite so did you just special. have like a sip of it and you were just like oh this is like for only rare occasions yeah, so that is a really much. long finish you've been talking pretty this much. whole time i'm still yeah i know you're still i'm still finishing my still first sip it. i'm still finishing my first sip yeah so and you just you know quality when you taste it yeah the first I'm time i even... had japanese whiskeys i think was about 2010 and it when was did you buy a this? 2013 2014 okay. Alright. And it was it was something that was an aged whiskey and mm-hmm. I just I fell in love with it right away. Yeah. It's... And so it took me a while to find one, hence the one I bought last year because it was the twenty one year Hibiki. Yeah. And so I bought it last year, but at the time when I when I fell in love with it, finding it was one out of my price means even at a couple hundred bucks a bottle. Yeah. And two, it was just rare. Yeah. So you know when you find them that it's something that's going to be special, and you're only going to have it at certain times that are, are special. Yeah, yeah. Like when, you, when we finally bury the year 2018. Exactly. Oh, cheers to cheers. that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so when we bury our, never mind. But when we change presidential seats, fingers crossed, we're gonna have even more. <laughs> Megan's gonna come back. Well, again. we've got our impeachment cans at least. <laughs> we do have those. All right, let's talk about games. Goddamn, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you talk. I'm just going to savor this. Yeah, You've got games too, buddy. All right, so I did a... Games? I already talked about my games. What are you talking These about? These are my games that I remember from 2018. I organized them kind of weird. I went all over the map trying to come up with, at first, a top five, and it wasn't working for me. And then I was like, well, okay, ten. And I sort of got it down, but it was like, I don't know. I have got categories. That's how I'm going with my list. So I'm really confused. Are we doing games or own? Oh, this is go. what I'm doing. Is it from 2018? Like this is what I played in 2018. Or what so we most played? of the most of the ones here are from 2018. There's a couple 2017, but this is the year I played them. Okay. And that's all right. All what, right. You what go my for list is. I got five. Um, I've got quite a bit more, so I. how about I cover two of my categories, and then you can do one of yours. Sure. How the fuck are your categories? So, I play a lot of indie games, as you know. I did play a AAA game to completion and enjoyed it a lot, which is why I'm mentioning it first, and that's God of War. Um, God of... What? You have you have thoughts? Yes, boy. 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 I need to borrow your copy. You do. 
I do. And um, actually, other podcasts have told me I need to borrow your copy. Apparently, if you have a son, this game is very emotional. Yes. So, Kratos, the God of War, um, star of PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. He was not on PS1. That's right. It was the very no, beginning of PS2. There's no way a PS1 could handle. Well, I mean, it could, they, but it would not no, be. It would not be the same. It'd be terrible. Yeah. So he's, you know, this raged, angst-filled, like testosterone. Yep. Okay. Through the first three games, and and it's in Greece, and this is a departure. Um, I'm waiting for the Italian Kratos, and we're good. So Kratos is now middle-aged. He's a Midlife crisis. He's a say. demigod, so like age doesn't really matter. But he's weathered; like there's wrinkles in the corner of his eyes. He's still buff and strong, but he's he's not a young man anymore. Yeah. Even though he's a demigod, he's chilled out a little bit. And for reasons that, if you've played the first three games, he's left Greece. He he burnt some bridges. Did he like kill all the fucking gods? Pretty much. Yeah. He went to Mount Olympus and. Just fucked them up. Yeah, he left Greece. Yeah. So he was like, I'll see you later. He's now in the Nordic lands and he has a son. And the game opens up and they are trying to bury the boy's mother. She has died. And the whole quest of the game is to bury her in this one mountain, the tallest peak in the land. Hold up. What? You carrying ashes or a body with you the whole time? I think it's ashes. It's okay. in a bag, so it's probably ashes. Yeah, right. yeah. Sure. Actually, it is ashes because they burn the body in these special birch, whatever. Okay. okay. Whole scene. So it. Please explain. I'm listening. Yes, the boy is. Um, I don't know. Twelve. Yeah, he looks about 10, that age. 12. Yeah, maybe like ten, like nine to thirteen. And Kratos has mellowed out a little bit from his rage-filled self, but he's this gruff. He's still pissed. No, he's just this gruff. He's not in touch with his emotions. Like he going, does not know how to emotionally connect. With no, there's his son. multiple. There's multiple times. He's like right. he's like t- trying to teach his son how to hunt, and like they kill this deer, and the boy like gets a little like weirded out. He's like, he he reaches out his hand to comfort the son, and then like pulls it away. He doesn't know how to connect emotionally with his son. There's lots of moments like that. Gotcha. Um, but it was good because it really provided good. emotional depth to a character that was before just this rage-filled testosterone bro that like, like literally. Well, the first Gods of War were like him. Based off killing gods because they killed killing his wife. Killing gods, like chopping off Gorgon's head and turning didn't, people to stone with it. Like, Didn't just, they like? Didn't they kill like his very first child? Or was it just his That's wife? why he turned into a, this rage monster. Because yes, they the, killed the his, gods killed his family. Yeah. So this is his Which second wife. Which included a wife and a child. This is not common in video games, by the way, for a character to have a second wife. But it is common in Greek mythology for the gods to kill everybody. Yeah, that's very fucking true. He yeah. he brings this up multiple times with son. He's like, "Don't trust the gods. The gods are dicks, basically." Yep. Um, I am a god. Don't trust anybody. And else that's actually the me. best part <laughs> of this game is like in in between <laughs> action in between action scenes, um, the chatter between him and his son is just it's it's gold. So I I heard there was a boat scene. Can you explain the boat scene? There's more than one boat scene. Uh, so to get between different areas, you're in a boat, and okay, this is a minor spoiler for about a third into the game. They they find a god that's been trapped by another god in a tree, and he has this eye that can open up portals to other worlds, and so they cut that guy's head off and carry it around, and he's able to talk still. I'm trying to think of what god would that be. Um. Anyway, so this severed this old severed head is like talking to him in this boat, telling him stories, and oh, shit. the stories are so good that you will literally get to your destination and not get out of the boat. 
and you will like listen. That's to the, the part will, I've heard of. You will listen to the rest yeah. of the story instead of like continuing on the game because it's, like you legitimately will set down your controller and mm-hmm. just like fucking listen to like, the story. Let him finish his yeah. story, and he's like kind of this grandfather figure eventually to this boy yeah, because like my dad. So the dad has no idea how to be. <laughs> Do you a dad. just drive places and just like wait for your dad to stop talking? I can have hour long conversations with my dad where I don't say a word other than uh huh. Uh-huh. So you would get out of the boat. Probably. You probably would, cl- yeah, get it, out of the boat. Manners and run. would tell me not to, but boredom would say yes. Well, get out of the boat. <laughs> was your dad always there for you though? Yeah, no. Okay, because Kratos was not there for Rich's son originally. He was not a good dad. Yeah, Kratos is kind of a big. Fair point. All right. Um. Yeah. So yeah, the writing is great. the The characters are awesome. the The combat is good. There's a lot more RPG elements where you're you're changing your armor sets and everything is great about the game. The game is also um, very well known for being one continuous take. There are no fadeaways. There are the action is continuous. Like there's no loading screens. They hide the loading really smartly. Like um, a a column will rise slowly while you're on it, but they do. It's, it's just one continuous shot. The action's always there. The story's really good. Um, it's an amazing experience. My next category is couch co-op experiences. And these are the games that I played with my children that were excellent this year. Opening up. Hmm? It's opening up. Is it? Is everything okay? I was saying, I was saying take a drink of your whiskey because it's, it's opening good. up. It's good. Okay, hold on. It's you know what the really no funny part about this whole podcast is, Megan? Hmm. So I have a. I'm gonna ask you. Talking about liquor and interrupting. No, no, no. That part's perfectly fine. <laughs> the awesome part is you see the things we have on our head. Yeah. Our buddy over there on the couch has really sensitive ears, mm-hmm. so I can fuck with him at any point in time by raising my voice a couple octaves. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I've got it, it turned down so far. I bet you I can still make you throw that headset. Like if I turn Please it up don't. right now, oh god, I won't. Okay, Just because you're here. Okay, okay. And because of the listeners. Let me get through this next the one. Few that we have. I'll, be, I'll be quicker on this category than the last one. Couch co-op. These are the games I played with my kids. That And me. Fuck you. And you. But um, she never came over to the finish. Dick bag. Let me get to it, and then you can call me out. Crashlands, which you introduced to me. Um, awesome. I love it. It's a great game. Um, I'm playing... I really want to know if we can play like me on my phone, you on your... So I, my son got the iPad version, and if you have an account... You yeah, can... I have an account. Well, yes, you can transfer between devices, so that's kind of neat. Mm, okay, so I can't play with you per se, two no, player. No, no, no. Okay, but like I can be grinding with him on the switch, and then he can continue playing the exact same game with all the stuff we've collected yeah. on on his iPad. That's cool. Um, on his new iPad. On his new iPad. Thanks again. Um, yeah, the other game you. that uh, I'm full of connections. Yeah. That I enjoyed a lot. That I did I might play. Th- on that. <laughs> <laughs> that I played with you as well. I played all the way through with my daughters. A way out, and that's yeah. a story of like these. How two- far are we now? We broke out of prison. I would say we are one fourth through. Well, you need to come over three more times, asshole. Okay. Um, do you remember? Like, yeah, okay. I do remember. So it's in the seventies. Yep. It's like a classic break out of prison I'm story. The asshole fighter person. The thing about this game is, it's like. It's kind of like a, the Great Escape, like a yeah. prison movie, the first part, and then it turns into like Heat later. Like it's all these different. Never seen Heat. 
Never mind. Anyway, it's good. It's I've also fun. never seen The Great Escape, but I'm just gonna go with it. It's a uh, it's a two player split screen experience, and it's really cool because it's it's not really split screen. No, it's, it is it's split screen majority of the time. But when something major is happening, it mm-hmm. becomes one screen. Okay, so that's my first two categories. What's your first game? All right, uh, Legion Suit Larry. Yes. How far are you? I am not very far, but have you found the dirty panties? No. You're not far at all. I mean, yes, I have, but not in this playthrough. Okay. Depends on when you're talking. I played a lot of it at PAX. Okay. So I played a good majority of the PAX. My current playthrough, no. Um, and that's for games later on in this category, or in this list. But uh, I'm fucking loving the comedy. My favorite part is how they skewer all of the social media platforms. See, they haven't got to that yet because the panties is like when you open up the social media mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Kind of right after that is when it opens up. Um, and I got to that in the packs playthrough in the uh, hotel room in the in the dirty dirty hotel room i was in was it shitstagram what, what do they call it <sighs> what the fuck do they call it i don't remember um timber Instead timber t- is tinder um and instagram is instacrap instacrap yeah, yeah instacrap yeah. and then uh apple is crapple or mm-hmm. no no what what is apple it is uh i don't know but is the it symbol, pear it's pear and the symbol looks like a vagina yeah, it's a vagina yep um and make it better what's that it's a vagina it should be better it should be better yeah but the uh vagina building is shaped as a big penis oh that doesn't work (laughs) yeah it is a little confusing it is um i don't know it just seems it's cool it's a uh it's a millennial take on leisure suit larry and it's a new team they got the license to it but leisure suit larry himself is still like he's literally time he's literally the same leisure suit larry who, they literally who banged a woman they do a hot then, tub time machine thing yep, for him and then just jumped into the future yep. so um i don't know it's uh funny interesting and i i honestly think my favorite part of the game is like literally trying to find a tiny ass hotel in the middle of downtown seattle to go and check this game out going to through a sketchy ass hallway to be asked if i want hand sanitizer so, I think... <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yes. And coffee. All right. My next two categories. Sanitizer, then coffee. Yes. <laughs> In that order. Yep. It was. So, these are not couch co-op games, but I shared both of these experiences with my daughters, and it made it, like, better. Like, we'd, we'd made decisions on these story games together, and it was a really cool experience to share with her. Um, the two games are Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. Um, it was just cool to go through the story and decide together how we're going to play it out. And I look forward okay. to playing the rest. She like, I actually started the game without her and she got mad. I remember she got pissed at you. Because we played the first game, Life is Strange 1 together and she got really mad. So I had to start over <laughs> and we made some of the choices differently. Um, and hmm. the game has started really strong and I'm looking forward to future episodes, which I think will be coming out in about a month, the next episode. Nice. Um, and then Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy was one of my favorite favorite gaming memories of the year. Um, this is not like I play weird indie games, but this was weird even for me. You it's are a weird fucking game. You are a recently divorced dad, and you move into this cul-de-sac full of other dads, and you have this precocious, like I don't know, almost college-age daughter, very sarcastic, but is she college age. 
I didn't like she she's that a, old. well, she's applying for college. Okay, so she's like a senior in high school, junior. Yeah, she's like applying that. to multiple colleges. Wow, super sarcastic, and her, I was seeing like middle school. Her tone is actually very similar to my daughter's. Um, so we're playing this game. I can see that. And the whole conceit is very mature for her age. The whole the whole conceit of the game is you are recently single, and there's all these other like hot dads, and yeah, you, stoner dad, punk it, rock dad. Yeah, jock dad. There's yeah. a literary dad, and you like go on dates with them, and like. You go on dates with them? Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is a gay dating sim sort of game. Oh okay okay. I don't I don't know how to chalk it up to him. I mean. I mean yes. Political political the correctness one, decided it's a gay dating sim. That's funny. Yeah. The one that I was most intrigued. We didn't. You can you can play the game multiple times. You can. I went for the bad boy. Who was like always like he was? That's like, the bad choice, technically, right? Like you just end up as friends no matter what. That's the thing. We we pursue. We went on three dates and yeah. we went to. The, and it ends the game, right? Yeah, after the third date, the, the game the game ends, and my daughter was pissed because he friend zoned us at the yeah. end. That's the one that, no matter what, friend zones you, right? Right. Don't aren't there like options like where you get friend zoned on the other ones, but you can also. I'm date not sure. Them? I don't think so. Um. So the character that I would, if I played again, would be the youth pastor who is married to this. Who's married? Ooh. He's married, and Slide but what's what what was funny was his his wife was hanging out with us with the bad boy. Oh shit! The guy who was like in the so they're banging. She no, she was like a cougar. She was picking up on other. She was with us, but she was picking up on other people at the bar. But yet she's with this youth pastor. Who's obviously got some kind of secret double life if he's yeah, no available shit. to date me. Yeah. Anyway, so we streamed this game on an obscure platform called Caffeine. Oh, I remember that, cat. Yeah. Caffeine. And the conceit was that she would play the voices of the male characters. And I played the voices of the female characters. Oh, I remember nice. that. Yeah. And so we would say all the lines and like we had different voices for everybody. And it was a lot of fun. Huh. It was legitimately like one of my best gaming memories of 2018. That's cool. All and right. you share it with your daughter. I did. And so what's your next game? Uh, my next game would be... Possibly NBA 2K19. Okay. So it was you okay. Said possibly. Possibly. Um, it was okay. It was like an okay NBA sim story mode. You're not really selling me on it. Tell me something good about it. Graphics were awesome. The gameplay was good. Okay. Um, just like the story modes in this game just fucking suck. Mm. Like they just don't put any. It's just, it's just a game sim. It's just a basketball sim. So the story was just to get to the next game. Yeah. Okay. Um. So nothing too super exciting, but you know it was new rosters and shit like that. So if you give a shit about sports and the rosters and the new uh, updated strikes, balances, weaknesses of the players in this sport. Yeah. It's really now that my ice has melted into my drink. We are all still just loving this 12 If year. there's long pauses, <laughs> it's because we're like, this is really good. Okay, but I'm going to try to keep on track here. I mean, I can go again if you want. No, it's okay. Um, I've got a lot to get through. My next category is called Indie as Fuck. These are the, the games that are... Indie as Fuck. Like, I would not necessarily... Ooh, shit. 
What? I started running the game. Oh, I know which one. I didn't. I think I know which one. Is it cold? What the fuck is that? You thought of an indie game? Yep. Is it cold? No. Okay. Not the one I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, too. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> you have to wait now, though. Wow. You really need to help me with video games. Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> he is a squirrel. Yep. <laughs> Forgot all about it. And I am going to the interview. So, this game is hard to describe. It's called The Garden Between. Um, you... Are, you, you play as two characters, like childhood friends, and you're on these kind of dreamlike islands, and you progress through the islands in kind of a sp- upward spiral. And you don't actually control the characters, you control the passage of time. So each of the two characters is walking upwards on this path, okay. and they can interact with different things. This actually sounds like something I'd enjoy. Um, so... There's puzzles involving a lot of like lanterns and picking up light into the lanterns. And you, what you actually control is the passage of time. So it's like, think of a dial spinning forwards and backwards. Mm-hmm. And um, things, like a good example is one where there's there's things on the island. Um, like one is all about old technology of VCRs and a tape will go into the VCR and something will show on the TV screen. Um, and it's all kind of 80s nostalgic things. Like there's a version of a, a Mac on it, and there's there's one with dinosaur bones though. Is and there the a di- rotary dial phone. Oh, totally. Holy shit! I, I had to learn how to anybody over our age. I had to learn how to use one when I was a kid. And holy fuck! Um, so the dinosaur bones, like like I'm younger, sorry. Like fall apart and come back together as a whole yeah. skeleton and. Um, it's a bitch. You have to, literally have to put your finger in a hole and... I know. You think, don't just push inside think, the hole. Think about what you I just doing. want to extract that one audio bite and just... Put, put your finger in a hole? I'll, I'll give that to you. Don't worry That'd be your new ringtone. Finger in a hole. Don't make it all around and you have to start over. Yeah. That, I got another podcast I think this say. There was a kid once that learned the He's tones. He doesn't have to drive anywhere, fortunately. Zach is starting to slur, folks. There was a kid who yes. once learned oh, the now, dial now tones. Now he's going to over-enunciate. If he gets really drunk, he starts to hiccup. That's my yeah, favorite. If I start to hiccup, <laughs> we know we're fucked. Okay, so there's a kid who learned tones. Yes. Yeah, and he used to like, he made the tones into the actual phone receiver, and uh-huh. it would dial phone numbers for him. So he'd be like, and yep. like, a number would ring. Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Thanks Those a lot, are- dick bags, for making fun of a kid who's blind. And sort of deaf. Whatever. He got free phone calls. Yep. He actually did. That's exactly what we were doing. All right. So the, the other indie game that I really... <laughs> this enjoy- is how this podcast goes, Megan. <laughs> I get drunk. I go off on tangents. And Tim's just like, fuck. Reeling back in. I try. <laughs> One more game and then you can talk about whatever you want. Okay. Um, Unavowed. I love this game. Unavowed. Which one's that? Unavowed is an urban fantasy. You are like this uh, group of like supernatural fighters, like trying to hold the is world. This is a PAX game? No, this is a game that's out now. I saw it first at PAX. Okay, it's from Wadjet Eye Games. It's a point and click adventure, like Leisure Suit Larry, um, but like Stranger Things almost. Stranger Things, Ghostbusters. You're this group of like one guy's a fire mage, another one's an actual gin, like a genie. Mm-hmm. Um, your character is um, this. Well, you get to choose if it's male or female. You get to choose your profession, which is cool. Always and, female. Um, sure. 
and you get to choose if you're an actor, if you're a bartender, and your origin story changes based on those choices. But once you get past the first part, um, you find out that you were inhabited by a demon for a year. Fuck and, yeah! And you are investigating what you did for that year. Oh, that's oh awesome. I remember while, this. While you were inhabited by this demon. And that's you did so some cool. fucked up stuff. Did you kill a bunch of people? You not only killed a bunch of people, but you like infiltrated a you infiltrated a homeless camp and like made people into sacrifices. Why is that bad? Because you made them into sacrifices for this earth deity. Like she's like literally sucked their life essence out. They gave them bus tickets and sent them to Portland. (laughs) So it's kind of broken up into chapters. Like you go to different locations and like kind of figure out different ways, like what you did there. All right. But you start to see the pattern, like. Okay, I see here that I was creating like an energy bank from the souls of the homeless people. What am I doing with all the energy? Like you're following like the trail of yourself. Kind of cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, Tim finds some random ass shit at packs, and I'm like, these are really fucking cool. Like two years later, I'm like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like I've shown you little clips from this game. Like yeah. there's this one demon you sub summon from an alternate universe. If you just go up and talk to him, he literally just eats your face off. Like oh. Yeah. Florida smoking bath salts moment. Yeah, yes, exactly. Awesome. Like this yep. game is like, <laughs> sorry. it's it, I. It's just um, it's good. It's really good. Unavowed. Check it out. Right. What's your next game? Uh, Frostbunk. Yes. So Frostbunk is a almost like post-apocalyptic Cold War simulator. Or you could think climate change. Yeah, I guess you could think climate change. It's after a war of some kind. But yeah, climate change. Um, the whole world's fucking frozen over, and there's a small civilization with one generator, and you got to keep the generator going. It's an RTS almost esque, and you're basically your whole point in the game is to generate enough warmth and uh, living space while sending out search parties for other survivors out there. It's based in Russia. Um, actually, I think. Where was the team base out of? It was uh. It was Poland, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Poland. So like, it's like Russia slash Poland, um, and I don't know. It's it's fucking complicated. You have to make choices in the game. Like, are you gonna work children? Like children labor laws. Are you gonna work children twenty four hours a day? Are you going to give them a rest day? Are you going to? Bury your dead, or are you going to throw them out in the snow piles? And all of these choices are implications. Are you going to be a cannibal for food supply, or are you going to starve because you can't become up with enough other so food? So this sounds like a really dark version of the Oregon Trail game. It is. And okay. I've never been able to survive very far. I make... So, like, I make, like, all good choices. Like, we're not going to... We're going to bury people. I don't think you'll never win that way. We're gonna make. We're gonna bury people. We're gonna have churches. We're gonna do this. And I'm like, okay, fuck it, that didn't work. I'm gonna fucking eat people. I'm gonna fucking kill you because you fucking showed up to work late. And I'm gonna eat your body. Still die. I just don't fucking get how the hell you make it very far in this game. I have gotten a couple survivors, and I've uh, went back to their booth last year. Packs. I learned about it two years ago. At Packs mm-hmm. is when I did my interview with them, and uh, they're a really cool team. And uh, he helped me through quite a bit of it, and I got a little bit further than I have on my own. Um, went by back by it last year and like talked to him again, and uh, I think the problem is like I'm playing on like realistic, 
mm. and not playing on like the casual gamer side of it. You should probably start there, yeah. Yeah. So like I started out like where I guess like his like his levels have jumped. So like what casual was before, like when I first played it was like anything you did you were gonna win. And the realistic was like the actual like life choices implicated and now it's basically he's deleted like the very first packs run of difficulty and so casual is what i've played before and, and i've just been playing what i you know realistic and it, it's difficult it's uh it's a lot of choices but like they don't give you a long time to choose like they'll tell you like hey your civilization civilization's gonna die in like six hours if you don't make a choice what are you gonna do but it doesn't pop up on your screen it doesn't like like if you're not checking like your your leader log all the time and uh, following up on like what an actual leader would do, mm-hmm. you're not going to know that things are needed in your community. Like you need to be attentive to what people are actually like messages they're sending you and not, you know, not alone with just like the random like exclamation marks like on the map. So um, it's a fun game. I had a lot of fun. We streamed a shitload of it at the beginning of the year on the Buns Masters channel. Um, so if you guys want to check me out, dying a whole ton, a lot of kids eating a lot of kids and a lot of kids working their bones to, uh, frostbite, you know, go check out Frostpunk. Okay. Um, my next category is long. Oh shit. Um, let's do this. I call this the short and sweet category. Um, right now I don't have a lot of time to game. So if I can beat a game in two hours, it's actually a positive for me. It's like some people, like RPG fans, want a game that's like forty hours long. I if one hundred twenty. If I look at a game like that, I'm not gonna pick it up. Oh, like Fallout Four. Right, exactly. I'm just. You literally were at the fucking end of the game, and you're like, meh. I don't want to choose. Um, so this is my short and sweet category: Donut County. What the fuck is that? That is a game. Is that literally like Homer Simpson driving around getting donuts? No, you have this asshole raccoon that has an app that delivers donut. Like people like want a donut delivered, and they push on this app, and but he's lying to them. He's actually delivering the donut holes, and the holes are like in the ground, and they swallow everything up. Like this asshole raccoon is like destroying the town he lives in by like dropping everything into these holes, and like there's a subterranean area where all the people and everything fall into. And they're like talking about what an asshole this raccoon is. <laughs> it's hilarious. All raccoons are assholes. And there's my brain went ADHD and went in a different direction. You want to hear my story? One second, and then okay. yes. There's a trashopedia that lists every single thing that you can drop into the holes, and it has hilarious descriptions. Like, like a snake would be like a asshole stick or something. Okay, story. So, there is a new startup company in Portland mm-hmm. right now. Okay, that you can order. Sex toys okay. and food at the same exact time and have them delivered to your doorstep. Boom. All right. Well, that's one-stop shopping. Yep. Uh, my next game is Uncharted The Lost Legacy. My friend's a driver for them. Yeah. He's making a lot of good money, actually. Finger foods and sex toys. Is the donut hole. Any type of sex toys. Finger foods. So just fast food. Is that for when you can't the story? Decide the sex to... toys are totally secondary. It's like what? No, no, no. Their whole. I, I, I can't decide if I'm horny entire, or hungry. Their whole entire market whole. is sex whole. toys. Whole. <laughs> yeah, because what are you gonna get? It depends on the time of morning or night that you're ordering. I mean, he's driving a lot at night. 
So you're going to get Jack A lot in the of vibrators. Box and Jack in the Box. I mean, sometimes he doesn't get food. You don't have to order food. This I is mean, a perfect time like, hey, I to mention Hey, I really want God. Jack in the Box tacos. Okay, Washington and Oregon have legalized weed. So if there's sex toys and food available, there's probably somebody who's very stoned. He might be delivering weed. I don't know. I haven't asked that part, actually. He's got the trifecta. Find that out. <laughs> so one of my other uh, short and sweet games was gentle jousting story mode. Because that was two hours long. <laughs> kind of gentle, it always comes back to gentle jousting. Um, Uncharted kind of does on this podcast. <laughs> Uncharted The Lost Legacy. It's an Uncharted experience, but it's only like four hours long. Is that the one with the uh, two female protagonists? Yes. Okay. It was really good. It was like the uh, DLC, right? No, it's an own. Is it standalone? I think it launched at forty dollars. You can get it even a lot cheaper now, like probably twenty. Is it standalone though? It is completely standalone. It's not have Nathan Drake, and it's good and it's short. Yeah. Um, it's with the uh, oh shit, I can't remember the voice actor name, but she was like, she got a couple awards this year for other titles. I think you're right. Late Shift, which you probably don't remember, but it's a live action game where you make choices, Telltale style. It's a heist kind of game. Um, um, it's good. I streamed it on Caffeine as well. It's like playing a two-hour movie where you make all the choices with the characters. The Late Shift sounds like an ER game. No, it's it's like a heist game. A lot of fast... Like, like a British version of Fast and Furious, sort of? Kind of? So they're was, driving Dotsons. Gotcha. It was fun. And then my last one is Siggy, a fart from Melanisa. This is a $2 game that I randomly bought and had a lot of fun is this with. A, is this a Switch game, by the way? No, it's on Steam. And it's like if you crossed Super Mario Brothers with Ghosts and Goblins and there was lots of farts. And it was hmm. like literally 45 minutes we long. We get down some really weird alleys down here. Don't worry about it. That's okay. This is a game I've gifted to other people because it's stupid. I haven't got it. What the fuck? He's gifted it to other people I have. other than you. <laughs> Other you than don't me. you don't play indie games. That's very true. Except, well, Frostpunk is kind of indie, but Frostpunk is actually most of Poland games. And games. this was fun. This was fine. Like this is like two classic them. games mixed together. Plus, there's farts. Moonlighter. That's yeah. a good indie game. That's a good indie game. Logan tries to find all the horror Christmas movies, so I think you guys will bond on the indie games. The, I I had a lot of fun with this stupid two dollar game, so I am going to mention it here. All right. What's your next game? All right. So, Moonlighter, which I just mentioned. Okay, you now you're adding to your list. Yeah, fuck you. I'm remembering shit. Okay, you're keeping us from a 21. <laughs> Quit adding to your list. Yep. What is Moonlighter? So, Moonlighter is a action game uh-huh. where you are actually a shopkeeper. Okay. So, think of like Skyrim. You're going into a town. Okay. And there's a shopkeeper who sells you shit. What are you buying? Exactly. What are you selling? You are exactly that person. What are you buying? What are you selling? That's Resident Evil, by the way. That is... I don't give a fuck. Fuck Resident Evil. You didn't finish in VR. It scared me. It also made me nauseous. Yeah. It made me nauseous really quick. Um, But Moonlighter is basically where you're playing like the shopkeeper. And after the heroes come through and they clean up the dungeons, your character goes through and kills the rest of the characters and kind of just picks up shit for his shop. Then you go back to the town and you sell these heroes shit for their next quest. We're almost done, kind of. I'm waiting to see when we're going to do the 21. That, well, we need to talk about the rest of our games. I, I have two more. Okay, let me do my last category. Wait, 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 I have two more. Fuck you. Okay, go for it. Diablo. 
three. You did play a lot Again? of that. Diablo three. I played shit little Diablo Again? three. Again. A lot of Diablo. Again. A lot of Diablo. Again. <laughs> Tim took his headset off. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Okay, I think we know. So Diablo three. We know why I you like it. I will say, I okay. The other thing I did not mention is that there's an amiibo exclusively for Diablo 3 on the Nintendo Switch. It's a Luke Goblin. I sent you the photo of it. It's only for the Nintendo Switch. Okay, that's what I... It opens up a dungeon every Mm -hmm. 24 hours that gives you the ability to go through and you just fucking collect a shitload of gold and weapons. Nice. So, um, move on. I do. Okay, cool. Next next thing for you. Um, My last category is best time on a portable that's not a Switch. Oh, PS Vita, gotcha, cool. Lixphere, Nintendo, or Lixphere is for Vita, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Lixphere is this weird neon... Is this category only non-Nintendo Switch games? Yep. This is fucking gay. Whatever. It's 2018 and I'm still playing portable games that I don't give a shit. Well, you're going to hear about it anyway. Lixphere is this weird-ass Nordic game, like a neon, like... Lixphere almost sounds Russian. No, it's very Nordic and, um... You you throw a spear at oncoming enemies. Lickspear. Lickspear. And um, like this god who gives you the spear is like taunting you when you mess up, like telling you you suck. And um, you get points for headshots and the timing is super important. And just the way you throw the, the spear, you like rotate it up and down. Kind of almost like the old games where you did like... Like uh, Angry Birds almost? Kind of a little bit, but more satisfying because huh. you're, you're pilling people through their heads. And it's just fun. Um, I mean, in Angry Birds, you were knocking down towers that killed other birds. No, you're impaling people through their heads. This is better. The so other it's like Sniper Leap Four, but with a spear. The other and game, not a bullet through his penis. The other game is WarioWare 3DS Gold, whatever. It's fun. You did enjoy that one. It's fun. Everyone who has a 3DS should have that game. All right, did you have your last game yet? Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay, in. Number one game of the in year. In 40 words or less, why? Cowboy, Western, Gunslinger. Decent story. Okay. So. I think I'm going to help you out here. I think it's more that you like being in that world. I do. I like the Old West. A lot. I like my character's perspective on life of... He doesn't give a fuck where the fuck you're from. You could be from Paris. You could be from Mexico. You could be an African-American. He doesn't give a shit. You're perfectly fine in his book. The part that bugs me is the random acts of racism that, like, aren't felt throughout the rest of the world. That part pisses me off. It, it feels like... I'm not going to get into it. I've gotten we've, to it. We've gotten we've into, got into, it, into it last... The last two podcasts... I think it's bullshit that the game doesn't hold every single town should have a certain aspect of racism in it. And if they're not going to have it, the rest of the game shouldn't have it. So it's not like you should go into like one fucking so selective, sto- selective racism. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be like there's like a invisible wall in the game where you cross into some other fucking town and all sense racist. And then you like cross back over, and it's not racist. Like, well, I mean, there's San Francisco, and then there's Texas. 
Okay, but how many fucking towns are in between? You're not going that far. Okay. You're you're literally taking like a ten minute horse ride, and all of a sudden there's racism. There's not. And the things I really like about the game is the story is really good. Like it's really well told. If you just follow like the story of your character, is really well told. The story that is around the rest of them, not so well. Um, but country western is amazing, and I just really like that aspect of the American history. So, um, Great Plains, killing a bunch of shit, awesome. It's fun. I like I like the hunting aspect. Mm-hmm. You can track animals, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know the the side parts of this game are really done well. All right, so we finally reached the moment we've been waiting for for at least a week. The moment where we try the Suntory Hibiki 21 year. Um, What's a game of the year? I don't care right now. Sonic Revolution. I I really want to drink this that Megan has graciously brought for us. Um, I'm trying to bring up the tasting notes now. She has not cracked this yet, so she she should probably crack this into the microphone so we can... It doesn't make much noise. It kind of unscrewed. So this is a 21-year blended whiskey. So, wow. I was, what, 23 when this was first cast? Wait, when was this? Uh... Well, actually, no. You've had it how long? I had it March of last year. I got it for my birthday. Okay. Okay, hold on. So this was blended 21 years ago? Well, 22 now, technically. So 22 years ago... Thank you. I was six. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. And that puts everything into perspective. It this does. Is, this, is named it? The, the, this is named the world's <laughs> best blended whiskey of 2013. Oh, my God. World Whiskey's Awards. And it was awarded 90, shit. 96 points in Jim Murray's 2014 Whiskey Bible. Hold on. I want to ask one question. Has this? Has any other whiskey in general ever been awarded this high? I don't know. I'm, I'm what sure the has. All right. Tasting notes. Nose. Orange marmalade. I can Apple. smell the orange. Yeah. Oh, that's very citrusy, actually. Yeah. It's super that's, citrusy. That's much different than the last one, the 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of thought they'd be similar. Um, orange marmalade, apple, clove. The color is very different, too. It is. Um, honey and plum wine. The palate is almond stewed. Stu- what are, are these? Both hibiki stewed fruit. Both, yeah, stewed fruit. So if you think of stewed fruit, think of something that's been like um, cooked for a while. Like a it baked, tastes different like a baked than a apple? fresh fruit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But okay. usually when they do a stewed fruit, it's something like plums, so stewed, apples, stewed fruit, spice citrus. Like I'm literally almost, just like like a regular every, stew, but with just. I'm like thinking fruit like a mulled cider almost. What it's describing, because it's saying uh, oh. cloves, spice citrus, sherry's malt, stewed fruit. Like that sounds like a mold cider to it me. It is going to be mold, but it it's not going to have that sweetness that you're going to expect with a mold wine or a mold cider. And subtle oak and sherry's malt, and the finish is a bright crisp apple and citrus. So I'm getting a lot of like, they really like the because dew. you can smell oak. you can smell. Well, of course, they're all yeah. in oak barrels. They're sherry um, bell- barrels. They're sake barrels. Um. You get that rich fruit. I can hear your breathing, Tim. It smells really good. It does. I really. Okay, I'm tasting it. I get a lot of oak. 
lot of hookers. There's actually like a tannic thing happening in the back of my mouth. Yeah. So like, like, a, like a, um, the weird thing is like the front of my tongue is like t- like tingling differently than the back of my throat, which the other ones have not really done. Yeah. Hey, hey. Zach. What's up? Where can they find us on social media? Is this the end of the podcast? We're ending now. We're going to enjoy this. No, no, no. Hold up. Have you played any games this year, Megan? I have not. Okay. I already knew the answer. Gotcha. Well. <laughs> you should play Donut County. Okay. You should play Channel Jousting. <laughs> I'll do that too. If you're up sometime, we will play that. <laughs> Holy shit. You know what we should do? What? We should get you, me, Megan, and your wife all playing General Jousting. My wife would not be as. Oh, fuck. She would too. She no, would have fun she as would. hell. She, she would, would have, have so much fun doing that. If we would get. We have to get, get her drunk first. She would have fun not being drunk. No. She would. Okay. If, yeah. Name what you want. If you get my wife to enjoy gentle jousting with me, you've got it. Okay, got it. All right. If you can get, if you can get the setup, I'll take you out the ramen. Is that a selling point? Mm-hmm. You don't like you don't ramen? like ramen? I like ramen, but it's just like that's a weird. I selling guess you point. live in Portland. In Vancouver, we don't have good ramen, so that's oh, okay, a selling point okay, around okay, here. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. So okay, hold on. What's your favorite ramen in Portland then? Um, probably. Yeah, all right. Help us out here, because we've only had two in Portland so far, right? No, I've had three or four. Okay. You've had two. I've had two. No, I've only had one in Portland. You've only had Noronico. Noronico in Portland. Noronico's very good. Okay. Um, What's the other one that's in Seattle that was also in Portland, Tim? I can never remember the name. Okay. The Boxer Ramen moved up from San Francisco. No, yeah. I haven't had that one yet. That one's one's pretty good. Um, There's a ramen place that is... There's one in Seattle that's way better than Nornico's, but it's also Nornico's good. But it's not, I mean, there's a place that does consistent. sushi and everything else, and it's I'm trying to remember the name of it. They have they're mainly known for their sushi places, hmm. and they have three locations. One's in Southeast Portland, kind of Kazuki. Kazuki. Yes, so they're downtown one. The ramen and stuff. Wait, Kazuki's at, in Portland or? Multiple in, in Portland? There's one in Beaverton, one, the one in Seattle is the one you like. Uh, the oh, one wait, in Seattle is no, no, That's like. not the one I'm thinking of. Hold on. God, you guys are making me want to shut up. Well, shit. We're from Vancouver. We have one ramen place, and it's so... Yeah, there's this place that does traditional sushi and ramen, and they're excellent. Really? Yeah. Well, if you and tell me that... they're kind of under the radar, because ramen, when ramen became ramen, there's, and plus there's a guy in, over by Lloyd District that hand pulls his noodles, which is amazing. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I forget I'm talking to 12-year-olds. <laughs> yes, he, you really what are. Is, hand what does he do again? <laughs> yes. Does he pull his noodle? <laughs> yes, he hand pulls, he hand pulls his, noodles. his noodles. But you're, you'd have to wait a very long time to have your noodle pulled. I mean, if it's pulled right, it's worth it. Yep. So what you need to do is message us these, because I would love to take me and Tim and even you go out and, and, even and try you. them. Yes, it'd be awesome. So I've tried ramen several places, but the one thing that Noroniko, I haven't had better karage than Noroniko, the chicken. It's, really, mm, it's, it's just, very good. It's very buttery. It, it is. Izayaki Kinchito. So they have over in Southeast near the the um, Wonder, Wonder Ballroom. Okay. Yeah. There's a sushi place there. They do ramen there, but they also have one downtown on the park blocks. So are they more known for their sushi and they just have ramen? 
they're known for both, but okay. I would say they're more known for their ramen than sushi. Okay. All right, we're going to try that one out. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So, social media, you said? Yeah, let's wrap this up. All right, sounds good. We can enjoy uh, this without having to plug talk. Plug and play cast at Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. YouTube.com forward slash plug and play show. Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Mm-hmm. And the we're... Buttonsmashers.com. Did you already do YouTube? Yep. Okay. Plug and play gamer.com. Until next week. Until next week. Cheers. What she said. Don't forget to. Prime. And shoot Nazis in the face. That's waiting for that.